PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespediso. Chris Crespo Radio Show. Everybody likes it. Listen to his shit. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? It is me, Chris Crespo. I am in the studio. I am chilling. I am doing my thing. I'm talking to you, and I'm getting you pumped for the best of November 2022. That's right. Wait, it's November now. No, it's November now. Your best of October 2022. That's right. It's November, which means here are some clips from the last month's episodes. Uh, These are done to entice you. So check out the full episodes at patreon.com slash Crespo That's right. Just go to patreon.com, search for Crespo Diso. If you do Crespo, by the time you get to the D, it should pop right up. And uh, you can subscribe. Subscribe to the show and you can get the whole full episode as they come out every Sunday, as well as bonus episodes every Friday. Uh, there's also the Crespo Disco, which comes out the first Wednesday of each month. And uh, any other time, I feel like doing something a little different or even writing something or posting something weird, it's going to go there. You want to stay up to date with what we're doing, then come on over. You can sign up for a dollar and get full access. You can sign up for five dollars and you're actually supporting the show. Very cool of you. We appreciate that. So here you go. Here's your best of last few weeks worth of shows. Here's our reviews of movies like Black Adam and uh, TV reviews for shows like The Peripheral and Andor and stuff like that. Hope you enjoy. Uh, Sign up today at Patreon and we'll see you on the other side. Bye-bye. Welcome to Cinema Crespo We'll just power through what I got, but first we'll talk about Don't Worry Darling. Okay. All right. Don't worry darling here is your spoiler free review we're gonna try to keep it as spoily free as possible here we go, here it, we go. here's mine don't worry about this movie <laughs> yeah, that's the truth man <laughs> <laughs> a lot of drama and shit got way blown out of proportion and everyone like the trailer the trailer is like this could be an oscar movie yeah and then i watched the movie and it's like this is not an Oscar. Movie. Yeah, this is this. This should have been a series, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, or a there's book, or a book I maybe. Think, I I I think that if it would have been a series, they could have fleshed out yeah. and had more fun with it. Yeah, and maybe made it more interesting than it turned out to be. Although so. I'm not gonna lie, the, the the twist was fun and didn't quite see it coming that way. Yes, but wish there was more about it. Yes, yes, all I agree. <laughs> with everything <laughs> i agree with everything being said right here yes i feel like adding more detail to the characters um especially uh, uh you know alice florence Pugh. who's mm-hmm. i mean she's just good she's easy to watch in, in these movies i'm finding um no matter what the character is she uh giving her more development giving the the victory community that they're in, you know, that more we see, yeah, that we see in the trailer. Given that more, I mean, even backstory, e- even giving the instigating incident, yeah, more. Give us more of that. We need much more of that. Like that, it would have made it all hit harder, you know. Exactly, it would all tied more. Uh, I think satisfyingly, as opposed to this, where it, 
It's like you're waiting for the thing to come. Hell, the, the lead character, she's saying the whole time, not the whole time, for most of the movie, there's something wrong. I've seen no. something. There's something wrong. And then we're, okay, we, what is this? We, we're here to find out what this is, right? What's what's the twist? Um, and it's both, like, interesting, but then also, like, <laughs> like, like I got a lot of questions yeah. about this. Okay, wait, so stop, pause. How... <laughs> How does Wait, this what? work? How does this work? Let's talk about this. Yes, that's why I feel like a series would have been interesting. Because then the movie does, I mean, I don't think this is a spoiler, but the movie gets to the twist, and then it's like, I don't know, 10 minutes left? Mm-hmm. It's kind of a Maybe race. Maybe 15. It's a literal race to the end. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then it just ends. And then you're like, oh. Okay. I thought I was going to get maybe just a little bit more. Nope. Like, and, then, and no. Like a series would have given you, like, there would have been like a whole episode of, you know, or more. You would have had that just more time mm-hmm. to, to flesh out the details and really make it something fascinating and, 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 and thoughtful as opposed to what does feel like other things mashed up. Yeah. Like I could, I could name a director and like two movies and then people be like, I know the whole thing. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I was like, Oh, I almost want to write it down. It's such a spoiler. I want to say it so bad. It's such a spoiler, but I'm You'll not going to do it because I think, okay, so here's the thing. I like to be, po- people know me. I like to be positive about movies. I don't like to just shit on them. Um, it looks great. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It looks it looks great. The, Olivia Wilde's coming up with some interesting visual motifs. The the, the costumes were fantastic. Oh, the costuming's fantastic. The production design, nineteen fifties aesthetic. If, uh, if I could uh, production design, board. if I could own every single one of those suits and pull them off, I would. Oh yeah, but I can't, so I won't. I I, if, I can pull off some of the suits. You can pull off some of them because <laughs> you got the string bing body. If you if they're tailored to you, you know, yeah, yeah. you could you could pull them off. Me, I would look. I always look like a. A kid going to his dad's funeral. (laughs) (laughs) Wearing his jacket that he hasn't quite grown into yet. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Or he hasn't, one that he got that they haven't bought him a new suit in a while. It's like, oh, kid's grown a few inches (laughs) since since the last time. Um, Yeah, it's like, uh, it looks good. It's got interesting ideas. The cinematographer is Matthew Libatique, who is, that guy's filmography is crazy. He is Aronofsky's dude. I, I think they went to school together. And he shot, uh, I believe he shot Pi and definitely shot Requiem for a Dream and then maybe even The Fountain. Uh, Libertique is great. Well, I mean, whoever shot The Fountain is a fucking genius. Yeah, now I want to know is a Libertique, this guy. <laughs> but then he's also worked with uh, like a bunch of the early Zack Snyder's. Like, I no. think, he, I know he shot Watchmen and I think he shot 300 maybe. Um, he's Which is why they look so good. Yeah, this, guy, this, <laughs> this guy's filmography is littered with movies that look incredible, but also a bunch of movies that are sort of like this, where it's like, this didn't need to look that. Yeah, but or, it did, so props for it. Yeah, no, it's a. Uh, let me see what I'm looking for. I don't even know how I spell his name. The um, it looks good, and like I, I liked. Um, see, I would have liked more of Nick Kroll's character because it was so weird seeing Nick, him in there. Nick Kroll just shows up in this movie. He's got like five or six lines, and then he's gone, and then he just shows up for a split second. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. Nick Kroll, you're yeah. in this movie. He does disappear for a while. It's like, oh yeah, exactly. The things are introduced, and then they disappear for a while, and then they come back at the end. And you're like, oh yeah, he was in this the whole time. I wanted more of him for sure. Uh, let me see, Matty Libatique. I just clicked on his name. Uh, uh, oh, he still does shoot a bunch of um, Aronofsky's. All right, here we go. Listen to this Libatique. <laughs> right, the first thing on this is the Darren Aronofsky short film Protozoa. They yeah. worked together all the way back in '93. They broke in together. Pie, Rucking for a Dream. Off of Pie, he's working with Joel Schumacher on Tigerland, which is crazy. Josie and the Pussycats. 
Oh. The movie does look good. Phone booth. Schumacher liked him. <laughs> uh, he did uh, jump up a little bit. Spike Lee's Inside Man and The Fountain. Yes, he yeah. did. Uh-huh. Same year. Uh, sh- he shoots Iron Man with Favreau. Gets nominated for a bunch of shit so for he, Black Swan. So he launches the MCU. He helps launch the MCU. <laughs> so unheralded. Isn't that wild? He's Aronofsky, Schumacher, and Spike Lee's guy. And Favreau's like, hey, let me get him in here to just help me launch an entire fucking thing. Uh, what else is he doing? Iron Man 2, of course. Why not bring him back? And he follows Favreau to Cowboys and Aliens. He shoots Noah. Yeah, well, I, like I said, Aronofsky's guy. So he's sticking with Aronofsky. Uh, and Spike Lee, he shoots Chirac. <laughs> he shoots Jodie Foster's Money Monster. Remember that movie? <laughs> yeah. That was a ridiculous film. Uh, and then here's the making it better than it needs to be. Venom. <laughs> uh, Bradley Cooper is very smart. Hires him for A Star is Born. Yeah. Of course, I already mentioned Mother, exclamation point. Um, and then, yeah, Olivia Wilde got him for a short film. Didn't use him for Book Smart, but got him for Don't Worry, Darling. That's fascinating. Fascinating. Uh, and then, of course, he has The Whale coming up here with Aronofsky. Can't wait for that movie. Oh. That's getting great, great reviews. And currently filming right now, Bradley Cooper's Maestro. Man, this guy's influential. And I even get to his very long uh, um, music videos. Oh, this Man, Matty Liberty, Gress's episode dedicated to the honor of Matty Liberty because <laughs> he's still alive. He's not dead or nothing. And he shot this and looks great. Olivia Wilde's very, very smart in in, in using him and, and getting him to pull off a lot of cool shit that um, they're coming up with together. I mean, she's got a flair for it. I just feel like it's it it it's, she it's be- failing she, at the screenplay level. She needed a better script. Needs a better script. Either that or maybe they shot too much and like. A bunch of shit got lost in that the happens too, you know. Yeah. I mean, the movie was already two hours long. I I don't want to watch a three hour movie. Yeah. So and then watch it be like, oh, the three hour cut solves all your issues. Yeah. Well, no, exactly. It's part, yeah. Like it's like Kingdom of Heaven. It's like yeah, it's like it's oh, like, it's like, so you cut out like whole characters and plot lines that really tie the story together. Oh, oh that's why the girl was in this thing this whole time. Yeah, exactly. Is that the is that the case where we get a don't worry cut? Olivia Darling, Olivia Darling, Olivia Wilde, uh, director's cut someday. Don't worry, darling. I, mean, I don't think I'd ever watch it, but yeah, probably not. Unless the critics are like, this <laughs> "Holy is, fuck, this <laughs> is night and you won't believe how amazing." Because they're yeah, not doing so well with the on the old twenty thirty nine percent on the Rotten Tomatoes here. There you go. With uh, let me see what how do I get the average rating? Oh, five point four. Eh, so yeah, it's like meh. <laughs> Everyone's like meh. It could have been better, Olivia Wilde. Good job, I guess. It could have been better. Maybe next time, don't cast Harry Styles. He could. Well, the aliens are here. The aliens are here. Uh, he, trying to beam you up, Chris. Like he's charming and watchable. You yeah. know, and, and you know. Well, like, he's got it. He's, but... he's got that it. But I like when he had to pull off some of the bigger emotional stuff towards the end. Sometimes being menacing or angry or desperate. Uh, Felt force. Yeah. yeah, I was like, "Oh, look at Harry Styles acting." <laughs> Shia LaBeouf would have been great. Oh, well, because he's bonkers. He's like certifiable. <laughs> he's bonkers. He's got that energy. He's very talented. You don't know. It's like watching a rabid dog on screen. Is this thing gonna bite? Is, should I be watching this? Is this ethical of me? <laughs> I don't care. I'm enjoying it. It's you know, Shia would have been better. Uh, but flu- but Pew flu. <laughs> Florence Pugh, <laughs> aka Few, is very good and. Uh, She's got a, she's got a, such a future. She's uh, yeah. an Oppenheimer. Uh, what else did she just get well, cast in? I think, uh, 
something she just got canceled. It's huge. She's in the man. That's awesome. Oh yeah, what I mean, well I mean when you hit the fucking ground running with a, a midsomar, a midsomar, and just but fucking even, even before that, I think it was not a hit, but it made some money. That WWE movie about the wrestler. Oh yeah, no, that was that that was very popular, right? And uh, we saw a shit ton of trailers for it. That's yeah. for sure. Uh, that was people. I like Florence Pugh so much now after seeing her in a bunch of movies that I almost want to go back and watch that fucking movie just, no, just to get it, you know, see, see no, you're I, not I even just, interested. Nope, don't, nope. I just don't care. That's fair. No. That's, that's fair. Hocus Pocus 2 came out this weekend. Another thing I don't care about. You didn't watch it? No. Neither did I. Uh, but on Rotten Tomatoes, is an interesting 59% thermometer. Okay. People are like, oh, who cares about critics? 56% on the audience score. Oh, yeah. So even the, even the audience is like meh. Yeah, giving it an average rating uh six point four out of ten, which is a little higher than the critics See, five point six. I have a feeling that it was you know, a movie of the time, you know. Sure, sure, it's a nineties thing, but then also it's, I mean, by all accounts, this thing is put uh, uh, going hard on the nostalgia anyway. Yeah, there you go. You know. Uh, but then they also got in there uh because uh, I think they cast. I saw three. Uh, New witches? No, they got the main witches. I don't know if they're witches, but they got three drag queens in there from RuPaul's Drag Race. Okay, like famous not that even. I was like, oh, like oh, Ginger Minj. I've heard of Ginger Minj. I'm not. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah, there's. Uh, yeah, that's the one that I've heard of. Um, I don't even know how. Probably on podcast. The uh, probably a Nicole Byer podcast. The uh, you know it's a hocus pocus. What for 2022? You know if you know what I'm saying. No. It, it's it's Disney. There are cell phones now. Disney gone woke. There are cell phones now. <laughs> That's how. <it> works. <laughs> uh, but you know what? Simon Time liked it. I'm sure. And that's what matters. Well, he's, he's a Hocus Pocus guy. He's a Hocus so Pocus guy. He was that, pumped if, for this thing. If that's what he's into, I'm I'm glad that he, he liked I'm it. I'm happy. I'm so happy for him that he uh, that he enjoyed that film, and that's good. You can listen to our Hocus Pocus episode, which came out almost exactly a year ago, according to Facebook Memories. Okay. Yeah. I was like, oh, Facebook Memories. Memories. This episode brought to you by Facebook Memories and the uh, cinematography of Matthew Libatique. <laughs> <laughs> um, another movie we didn't see, but I want to see is Bros. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, that's another one of those movies. You're, you're going to wait? Yeah. Uh, wait till I die. Wait till you die. Watch it, you're never going to watch it. Well, I, I get... mean, I like Billy on the Street, but I'm not like, the hugest Ooh. fan of Billy Eichner. Billy so. on the Street, 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 Street. Uh, well, this movie, which I am going to end up seeing probably next week, hopefully, because uh, I am I am a fan of Billy Eichner and Billy on the Street and his general thing. Sh- stick. Yeah, 100%. The... Uh, didn't make as much as Universal was hoping for, even though it only had a $22 million budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, opening weekend, $4.7 million. I mean... And that's on over 3,000 screens. Interesting. Rom-coms just haven't been... Hitting lately? Mm-mm. Comedy in theaters is almost, like, extinct. Really? Yeah. Think about God. it. How often uh, do have we do we go and see a comedy in the theater? I mean, it's been a while. It's been but, a while. But then again, but it's, it's, they don't really give us that many options. For well, that. a they don't give us our options, and b like the closest thing we get to a comedy is like the new Jackass. Yeah, yeah, that's why the last comedy we saw. I almost saw the, the Lost City, which is on Peacock. I still haven't watched it, but that's. I like, mean, by all accounts, the movie's actually quite good. It made hundred million dollars. It made one hundred five million dollars at the box office, but I think that's Sandra Bullock box office muscle yeah. like getting that thing to 100 million uh, you put a different you put Jennifer Lopez in there 
No. Doesn't make 100, just like her movie Mary Me, which only made 22 million, but also came out at the exact same time on Peacock, also again, on some streaming service, you know, same day and date type shit. Uh, Usually these things now come out uh, direct to a streaming service, you know? I mean, they can. You know, especially if it's quote gay lgbtq plus a don't forget the a there's an a now there's an a damn it i think it's asexual i cannot come i i can't keep up with all these letters i know i know don't worry about it you're into plus we're pluses (laughs) (laughs) the um uh those movies seem to get relegated to like streaming services like the that, that that christmas one with kristen stewart happiest season okay they're making a sequel on that one did you ever watch that one don't think so Kristen Stewart and what was her name from Blade Runner and uh, 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 the Terminator movie? Mackenzie Davis, the, the tall lady. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The one, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Uh, she's good. She 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 was in that. She brings home her her girlfriend's her conservative dad. Was his name from Schitt's Creek? Is it? You didn't see that? It's a cute movie. It's good. Kristen Stewart's very good in it. Aubrey Plaza's in it. She's very sexy. Okay, in that she's always sexy, but. Um, the, uh, stuff like that is like, you know, it could, they don't even give it a chance to put it in theaters and then bros somehow universal's like, let's do it. Let's give it a big budget marketing campaign. Let's put it out there in less than $5 million opening weekend. That's, it's a bit of a bummer. Even with it having like really good, uh, word of mouth, word of mouth, good audience score, good cinema score. Like the movie, the number one movie. Have you seen anything for this movie? Smile. All I've seen, I've seen videos online of the ad campaign yes. of people at uh, sporting events. Yes. That yes. I have seen. Isn't that a wildly effective ad campaign? That is fucking amazing. <laughs> like, whoever came up with that ad campaign is a fucking genius yeah. because they made, like, America know about this stupid little horror movie. Yes. The, that probably cost them, like, zero dollars to make. Ooh, I have that number. It cost them, let's see here. Because it's a, oh, wow, it says here, it says zero dollars to make. <laughs> That's incredible. How'd you know that? Uh, 17 million. Yeah, like I said. Low budget, 17 yeah. million. Less than bros. Yes. Did it make you, or have you since seen any trailers or marketing for it? Uh, I, 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 I keep seeing a trailer, but I always got to smoke a cigarette when it comes on. I'm like, yeah, it's time for a cigarette. <laughs> That's funny. I don't care about the stupid movie. It's like, going to be on Shutter like tomorrow. Yeah, it, it probably <laughs> will be. Um, well, no, it'll be on Paramount because it's a Paramount movie. Okay. So it'll be on Paramount. And the P Plus. I'll be on the P Plus. The uh, 3,600 screens, $19 million opening weekend. That ad campaign yeah. worked because I even see, I haven't seen no trailers or nothing, but nope. I know knew about this movie because of these fucking people. Yeah. With their creepy ass fucking yeah. smiles. You see they, and they hired the right people too. Yeah, they Let all look weird. You what. They look weird. <laughs> Is that one, that big dude? These are one with the big no, dude? I saw some, the girl. Yeah, I saw the girl. Yeah. She's genuinely like, is that the devil? Yeah, I yeah. Think, I think, I think that might be the devil. This one, pray <laughs> for the devil. Remember that trailer? What a bad trailer. Uh, yeah, she's been infected by the devil. No, there's one of, the, of like a big dude, like a David Harbour-sized dude, but no. he's like looking down and glaring. Uh-huh. He's got a yeah. shaved head, smiling. And it's at a baseball game, I think. Okay. And then he's a giant. So then there's someone in the picture sitting behind him, like leaning over, trying to see the picture. <laughs> it's so funny. Someone's like, man, I paid so much money for this fucking seat. And there's a there's a giant standing in front of me. What am I going to tell him to sit down? No. Then he turns on me, looks at me with that smile. Like, oh, get the fuck <laughs> out of here. No, thank you. Check, please. 
Uh, Smile has some pretty solid reviews, like good word of mouth. Uh, actually, the cinema score is lower than Bros, which is interesting. It's a, a B, uh, which is kind of average for like a horror film. Mm-hmm. But 75% on the Rotten Tomatoes. There you go. Average rating of 6.5, which mm-hmm. isn't much higher than the average rating for Don't Worry, Darling, no. <laughs> which was only like 5.2. So I don't know what numbers mean anymore in this day and age. Uh, you, it's up to you guys to figure that shit out. So don't worry, Darling gets a man. Just watch it, I guess. It's if you want to. I wasn't bored. That's big for me. I mean, no, I wasn't bored. At no point was it like, come on, let's get this fucking thing. But at over the same with. time, like there was there was like zero payoff. I was <laughs> when it ended. I was like, oh shit, this is the end, isn't it? And then it ended. I was like, no, I don't feel sa- I don't feel sated. No, I'm not feeling. Definitely not I'm, satisfied. I'm not feeling satisfied or like my. My brain isn't left seeing like, oh my god, like, like a like yeah. an Inception ending where I'm like, oh wow, you know, like the possibilities or some shit. Let me think about that. No, this ended. I was like, oh man, oh, that's over. It's like you wanna you wanna get some <laughs> Japanese food because that's that left me that left me wanting. <laughs> So, uh, let me see. We have some stuff to talk about this week. We saw David O. Russell's Amsterdam. Yes, we did. David O. Russell's first movie since Joy, which came out in 2015. That's a long time. Yeah. That's a long time to not be making movies. It's not like, oh, no, I've just been making all this TV in- instead. Like, no, he, he hasn't been doing it. I, I like how he made, like, a, another, like, almost true movie. Almost true. It starts with that title card where... A, a lot like, of this actually like, happened. Like, like the broad That's point, right. like the broad points probably happened. Yeah, the, like the, 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 the intricacies are obviously yes. Like the yeah, the final reveal of what the movie is quote about. Yeah, it's like it's that, actually that, pretty nuts. Yeah, it's, it's nuts and it's interesting and probably deserving of its own like real movie or documentary or whatever. But, but I, I saw it coming though. Only because I know my my history from that time. So you already knew what was so, happening. Well, no, in nineteen thirties uh, America. Well, well between no, it's, wars. it's just uh, Anya Taylor Joy's character made some weird comment. Yeah. And the second I heard that comment, I was like, "Oh, ho, ho, ho. so that's where we're going with this." Gotcha. You know, it's, uh, it's kind of. I want to give it away. Yeah, exactly. Telegraphed where it was going. Yeah. It was like halfway through this movie when I realized, oh, is this like a uh, sort of like a mystery whodunit sort of thing? Like it, it started, it, it went from like what I thought was going to be this like weird buddy, like wacky, like getaway almost yeah. comedy yeah. Mm-hmm. into it, and, like it twisted and turned into like this weird, like spy thriller, but sort of. nobody knew what was going on. So, cause that's also, then it's sort of like a slapstick comedy. No. What, what's the, the like a screwball. It's screwball. like a screwball. Yes. It is very screwball. Because of the time period. Yeah. Uh, but then at the end, it's like, Oh, but this stuff's important. And I, I, I was also, I was also a fan of the pervasive and hilarious drug use. Yeah, that was the best part of the movie, the, the exploration of drugs and how they were developed and used in the in the early 30s. That's very, that was uh, very All of them. That fucking perventin that they dropped in their eyes. Yeah. Like, that's another, like, that was another giveaway of what was going on. Because of who it was it, developed it, by? It was, that's a very specific drug. <laughs> Interesting. Perventin. Um, yeah, it, it's, uh, yeah, it's about the drugs. And it's about 
veterans, how veterans are treated a little bit. It's about racism. It gets into racism <laughs> within the ranks of, <laughs> of everything. Okay, yeah, okay. Maybe let's dial something back well, I mean, here. Let's focus the, it some way. I mean, the thing is, like, with the story they were telling and the yeah. characters that they had, like, they, they, they had to address all of those issues because at the time... It all ties together. It, it, all, it, it was all very relevant to how they were hmm. a viewed by society yeah. and B, you know, and, and what's the, what that makes them do in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it informs all their character choices based yeah. on what they're, you know, with, 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 who they're interacting with, what they've interacted with, who they've interacted with before. Oh man. It's, it's like, I got, I, I like the movie. What do you do? You, I mean, how do you feel I, walking I, out of it? Marissa said she loved it. She really liked it. I, I enjoyed the movie mm-hmm. very much. Mm-hmm. I thought all of the cameos were fun and fantastic. Cameos, like every single role is in <laughs> someone. Yeah, it, it was like yeah, it was it was weird. It was like a Wes Anderson. Movie. Yeah, yeah, so it is like a Wes Anderson movie. <laughs> like yes. all of a sudden, it's like oh oh, wait a minute, this person's in this movie. The fuck is going on here? Yeah. So that that was fun. Uh, everybody did a great job acting. I I, I wish the story oh, had been maybe just a little more focused. Yes, that's all. I think so. I think that's the only thing. I mean, and then I, I, I understand as I understand it. Watching the movie, I feel like it's a movie about friendship. The yep. pact is we got a pact the with pact, you know. Yeah. It's, it's all the about the pact of two that turns into the pact of three. Into the pact of three, and it's and it is very much about friendship, and and then on another level, they're about finding love. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that's its own movie right there, and then but then it's also. Uh, no, we have to look into the murder of General Meekins, right? Yep. That's its own movie. But then it's like, uh, no, it's about veterans and how the, the the scars of war, both emotionally and physically, and how society... It's about that. It is. But it's also about <laughs> how the black soldiers were forced to wear French uniforms. <laughs> because the Americans wouldn't fight next to them. I'll tell you, I didn't know that. Did you know? I didn't know. That, you're, you're a history I didn't, guy. That, that's World War One. I. I didn't know that part. World oh, War One. Yeah, one. fuck World War One. <laughs> The war to end all wars. We were sold a bill of goods. Who do we sue <laughs> for for that false advertising? War to end all wars. What I mean, nonsense! It was supposed to be. It was supposed. That shit was terrible. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you if you it's I saw nineteen seventeen. If you've got an option of two wars, World War One or World War Two, you always go for World War Two because you do not want to deal with trench warfare. Yeah, yeah, trench. No way. Trench it's foot. Like get out of here. The worst. No, no. Send me to the French French countryside. I'll eat some croissants. <laughs> way better than. MREs in, in the in the trenches, yeah. um, being coated with uh, with a chemical chemical weapons. Oh yeah, for the for the first time. Oh my goodness! So like, oh, this isn't thing. That's the chemical weapon prototypes. This won't have any blowback. <laughs> this will be fine, dude. At one point in time, when somebody tried, I think like the British tried to use mustard gas for the first time, yeah. and, and when they did, the wind shifted and fucking killed like half their troops. Of course it did. <laughs> And then they're like, we released the an- antidote. We need the ketchup gas. They're like, we didn't develop that yet. And, and then just got mustarded to death. It's like, no, this is the spicy mustard. Um, could I request a style? If Like, we're going to mustard gas you. Can I be like, can I get the honey mustard? Is that a little? I mean, it'll be a little, little bit sweeter. Yeah, a little sweeter as I as I die out. Um, yeah, this movie's got a crazy cast of people. Some people are playing it big. Some people are playing it small. Uh, some with like a bunch of makeup on, some some just doing their Robert De Niro thing. Yeah, <laughs> whatever that may be. Whatever that is, where he just like shows up and does his dialogue. De Niro, now nah, what is this? He's done this. And Silver Linings Playbook 
what, what else did he do for? Oh, Russell. Was he in any of the other ones? Was he in American oh. Hustle? Not that I can remember. No, I'm just realizing American Hustle rhymes with David O. Russell. Is, yeah. is that why he did it? Maybe. I think he's in Joy. Yeah, he's in Joy. Oh, maybe he just wanted to work with Christian Bale again. Again. He definitely mm. likes working with David O. Russell, that's I'm for sure. I'm okay he's, with that. He is in Joy. Um, David O. Russell. Did we do a rundown of his movies? Yes. Did we do that before? Mm-hmm. And and uh, and which ones we've seen, which ones we haven't? Yeah. So we're, we got a pretty good track record seen with, with, with seeing this guy's movies. Yeah, it's just the one with the Jessica Biel getting the nail on her head. Actually, that's the only movie I haven't seen. Yeah. And I, mean, I even want to ha- see it now. I haven't seen Joy, so. It's fine. I remember being fine. I walked out of it and be like, oh, okay. Jennifer Lawrence looked like she had a good time being in every single scene in this movie. <laughs> She's in every scene of that movie. Uh, it, it's a, it's a weird one. The uh, it's about the lady who made the miracle mop. We're like we're gonna turn this into a drama mm-hmm. and and about QVC and the burgeoning Home Channel Network type stuff, which is yeah. still on TV. It's still like if you got cable, you probably even have a streaming app. You can watch these people selling cheap ass jewelry. Uh, anytime you want. Doesn't that sound like fun? I I also very much enjoyed seeing the old part of Amsterdam. That, I was thinking about that as we were shooting this. I was like, I mean, Amsterdam's got, a good choice for a city to shoot in because you can easily find architecture in places yeah. that are still like, oh, yeah, this is certified uh-huh. the same since 1933 yep. or whatever, or even earlier, 1920. Or even still, I mean, you can take the majority of it and fucking CG out the modern things because it's all still. Replace the cars, CG out some signs. No. You got yourself 100-year-old Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. That no. is, that's, a, that's some good solid choice. And they definitely got the vibe right. Yeah, for sure. Uh they didn't go through the red light district. That was weird. I was like, we're all the neon lights in 1920 <laughs> Amsterdam. I thought that was like part of the city from the beginning. They had, we could build the ca- canals with the bridges. We got the red light district. All right, now the people are moving in. Right. Is that how they make cities? That's how they make them in China. <laughs> they build the city, and then they're like, all right, now people move in. And, and then the city sits there empty. Like, how come yeah. this isn't working? How yeah. come people aren't just uh-huh. flocking to these mega cities? We should move in. We should buy one of those mega cities. We don't have the kind of money we need. They're empty. They're trying to offload them, man. I bet you they're on the auction block for pennies on the dollar. I mean, I, you mean pennies on the whatever which their is, currency which is? Which is even more, <laughs> even less pennies for us, buddy. Are you kidding me? We'll buy an entire city, and uh, we'll just like live in separate buildings. We'll have our own buildings. That sounds dangerous. It does. <laughs> yeah, no one's maintaining nothing. There's no power. Like, oh, they never hooked it up to the grid. And then it's just. Crespo alone in his own building. What kind of weird, whatever his fantasy is comes alive. I don't, that, that's oh, going to go some dark weird places, Oh, that's Chris. bad. Yeah. Have you seen, have you seen High Rise? <laughs> no, like I said. I mean, Jeremy Irons on the top. <laughs> like, I have a God. I have a God. I have a God and the people are going crazy below me. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I wish it was more focused. Those movies about too many things, I feel like. No. Um, I mean, but it was a good time. Yeah, and, I enjoyed. I enjoyed watching these people the, do their the performances. Yeah, I enjoyed every. Like you said, every scene. It's yeah. like the, got Rami Malik, or we get goddamn uh, Taylor Swift for a little bit, even yeah. and not being bad. Oh, that was that's, that Taylor that, Swift scene was that's fucking, a good scene. Wow, yeah, that was that, that, that one, was bonkers. That, <laughs> that, it takes a turn, and it's like whoa. And also, like a pretty good. I was thinking about it in, the, in the seconds after. I was like, well, how did they do that effect? That's pretty yeah. good. Um, and that was her name. Goddamn, Andrew Riseborough is like such a chameleon. I mean, compare this to Mandy to uh, to like Oblivion. Uh, she, no. She's she like looks different, acts different. She's a chameleon. Very good. No, very very good actress. Well, so obvi- Needs more respect. Obviously, Christian Bale. 
Christian Bale's having a good time. The fucking that, the, the that, camera's so close to his face all the time. That, that shit with the fucking glass eye is the glass eye stuff is funny. So funny. It would, it would, <laughs> it's would. always played for jokes. Yeah, yeah. The glass eye is played for jokes. Um, I mean, there's, there, there's no one that I didn't like in it. Uh, Rami Malek even brought an interesting like oh, yeah, sort he, of to, pronunciation to the way to he, everything. Yeah, yeah. He he was very. Uh, What's Tony Stark's dad's name? <laughs> uh, Dom- Dominic Cooper. Are you... I mean, yeah, but that. Character. Oh, but like yeah, as yeah. that Howard Stark. Howard Stark, yes, he's very Howard Stark. <laughs> yeah, he is, he is putting in an Elseworlds Howard Stark performance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's a stacked cast. Michael Myers is also, you know, good old Mike Myers and Michael Shannon doing that. That's all. Oh, that's another dude, movie. Yeah, yeah, fucking man. <laughs> that's another and movie. I want to watch that. I would watch. Too. I would watch the movie. <laughs> Michael Shannon and, 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 and Michael and Mike Myers. Yeah. Being As a, those characters yeah. in that universe. Mm. Yeah, totally. Just doing their own thing and then going on bird watching next week. <laughs> I would watch that. There's so much going on. We even mentioned Chris Rock. No. Chris no. Rock's in this movie. Yeah. And he's good. <laughs> and he's good. Doesn't get to do much, but no. what he does, I mean, he's good at what he gets to do. He's, he's John David Washington's friend. Yeah, yeah, that's literally all he is. He's John David Washington's friend. Uh, man, so, so crazy. Such a, there's a, there's one scene where I'm like looking at the screen over there's so we saw Donald, there's Christian Bale, there's yeah. John David Washington, Margot Robbie. Like, this yeah. is. This <laughs> like, is what just, the hell is going on here? What the hell is this movie? Goddamn, Ed Bagley Jr.'s on the table on a slap? What yeah. is this? <laughs> and then later, towards the end of the movie, there's multiple s- scenes where I was just. I guess my mind was drifting a bit. I did have a few drinks before the movie. I was the my mind was drifting a bit. I'm looking at Robert De Niro in the background of scenes. As other characters are talking yeah. in the foreground, he's in the background, out of focus, just with like his hands in front of him, and he's just like looking around. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like De Niro, he's so he looks so bored. He's like, I'm getting paid for this. I'm just here. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. It's so funny to see. Look at this movie so stacked. We just have Robert De Niro hanging out in the background as an extra of this yep. scene. <laughs> yeah, which make oh man, like you couldn't get a double because you would realize it's not him. We, we've seen it we've seen this so many times now uh when now we go to the movies and amc not amc regal, regal. Uh, with in association with pepsi has this little uh thing that plays in front of it where people are walking into a movie to see a movie and get concessions and they're all just saying lines from so movies much. it's the worst the very first time i saw this i was like oh no <laughs> this is we're, the start. We're gonna see this yeah. so many times. This is, this, and it, this and is it's awful. One. Yeah, yeah. I, I, this is the new one. <laughs> so it's been awful. It's been a oh, torture. So bad. Yeah. AMC gets Nicole Kidman doing a cool monologue about even heartbreak feels good in a place like this. And okay. You're like, all right, I'll that's, that's that. weird. But no, this is awful. Yeah, it's bad. Um, and it ends with a joke with the uh, Danny Trejo supposedly with his family, his actor family. And it's this runner that I swear I had to I saw this thing four dozen times before I realized how the lines of dialogue were even supposed to be relating to what they were doing. It was so confusing. No. And then I finally noticed some of it. I don't. I still don't get. Yeah, I've seen it a million it, times. It's nonsense. It's nonsense. Finally, I noticed, and this is the one thing that makes me laugh. It's Danny Trejo, and then you know, a kid to his left, and a, and a woman and a girl to, to his right, and then it cuts to the reverse where. Um, then it shows like the audience and it's out of focus. And it's uh, not them anymore. It's, it's some other random Mexican dude. Yeah. It's some bullshit Mexican yep. guy. It's so funny how uh-huh. it goes from D- Danny Jr. I was like, no, okay, he's leaving. He's not doing this fucking wide shot yeah. bullshit. 
That's the difference between commercials and movies. In movies, <laughs> you get Robert De Niro to stand in the background out of focus because people will notice. Yeah. But we don't give a shit if you don't notice that Danny Trejo is, has been swapped out for... Well, it took you long enough to notice. I noticed that like months ago. Months ago? <laughs> no, I was trying to like, like unfocus my eyes and not see the thing. <laughs> And finally, I gave in and I just watched it. It's awful. It makes no sense. I hate it. It's the worst thing to happen to cinema since uh, since uh, digital video. I don't know. So the uh, it'll be on Hulu soon. Yeah, because it's a it's a 20th Century Studios. You don't need to see it in theaters at all. I don't think so. As much as I like theaters, and people should well, see it in theaters. And as much as I still think people should see this movie, like it's totally, I think it's, it's interesting. It's not one of those. Yeah. Like, you have to run out and see it. It's not like Dune, where it's like, oh, you missed that in theaters? Well, oh, pfft, oh, you fucked shit. up. You fucked up, bro. <laughs> you know? You, no, this one's like, eh. $80 million budget. Well, I mean, the actors alone. $30 million, you think, to the actors, probably? Couldn't I imagine. Could, I could see that. It is a fucking stacked cast. Like, every single one of those people have fucking been the lead in their own movie. They have been. Uh, yeah. I'll, yeah. After <laughs> all, yeah, almost pretty much every single one of these people has been a lead in their own movie. That's wild. Um, yeah, eighty million dollar budget. Ready for that? You ready for that opening weekend? Open weekend. What, like twenty? Uh, third place, six point five million. Oh. So uh, yeah, two point six million on Friday, six point five million, and that includes the Thursday previews. That's a shame. That is a shame. Um, it got a B cinema score, which is like yeah, whatever. American Hustle got a B plus for comparison. That's so, the, and the cinema score. That's the people walking out of the yeah. theater and be like, "What do you think? What do you, what do you think? You want to take a, you want to take a survey? You want to hold this course? You want to hold this keep, tablet? I just keep walking. Uh, yeah." Yeah, yeah. I hand them my business card. It says, listen to my podcast for my thoughts on this particular film. Um, coming in at number one this weekend, is that movie Smile. I mean, I I would hope so. They spent enough money on marketing. They did. Well, that marketing worked. And, and, I guess, and, it's and good marketing enough work. was weird, too. So. Marketing's weird, and it has good word of mouth. There you go. From the few people I've known who have seen it in and the Facebook group, they like it. People like cheap horror movies. And it is a cheap horror movie. That has now made, uh, in 10 days, just under $50 million. That's why these things even get made. Yeah. Last week it made $20 million. This weekend, 17.6. Well, According to this, drop. That's, the best, that's the best drop for a horror movie, for an R-rated horror movie, since Get Out. Because Get Out only dropped 15% from week to week. Well, yeah but, I, yeah, but I'm sure a lot more people went and saw Get Out when it first came out. Oh, shit ton of people. It made like $100 million like that. No, let me see. Exactly. Yeah. I, I guarantee you this was a case of people testing the waters. You know what? This is actually good. And, and then, you know, and, then, and the other people all those up. people convinced one person to go see it. And I'm sure this person, Parker Finn, already has their next movie lined up. I mean, I, I would hope so. Good for them. Meanwhile, La La Crocodile didn't do so good. $11 million opening weekend. People are open for more because of their lack of family films out there. Yeah, but you know? this is a really old story. Like, I don't even know why they made a La La Crocodile. I, I don't even know what La La Crocodile is. I, 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 it sounds so incredibly familiar, and I don't know why. Mm, interesting. Well, it, it, it didn't do that well. It didn't do as well as people were hoping. That's it, for sure. It would be like making a Berenstein Bears movie. Like, do people even know? Besides the fucking Mandela effect bullshit, do people do people even remember that shit? I don't, I don't remember the books, <laughs> movie. 
Remember the books. Triangle Sadness came out in New York Alley in San Francisco and Toronto. And uh, $210,000 from those 10 runs for a $21,000 theater average, which is a very good. Uh, 72% on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, the movie. Two and a half hour runtime. Jesus Christ. Oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck. But it's a Cannes film. It's a con winner. It's a I Palme d'Or winner. So. It, I mean, I, I, I've seen the trailer. I get it. Yeah. I know what this movie is going to be. At least 45 minutes of it is going to be shitting and puking. No. And I'm okay with that. But, man, two and a half hours. Uh, Tar also uh, is going into limited openings at New York. Uh, or four locations in New York. New York City, Lincoln Square, the Angelica, AMC, Century City, and the Grove. Those are in L.A. If you're in L.A., check this movie out ahead of time. Let us know if it's good. I'm sure it's good. Drew's going to love it. We're going to we're gonna get acid for Drew and watch it because that's the only way he watches Todd Phillips movies. Oh, no. Have you seen In the, <laughs> in, in the Bedroom? Have you seen that one? I don't think so. Okay, we'll get some acid and watch that one, too. No. Um, Amsterdam... Getting uh, only a thirty-three percent splat on the Rotten Tomatoes. Really? Yeah, but it, but its average rating is a uh, five. It's like a little over five. So it's just one of those things where everyone's just like, meh. No. Uh, it has a bunch of big stars. Very busy plot, all of which amounts to painfully less than some of its dazzling parts. It's kind of what we said. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, five point ten out of ten is the average rating. And then audience to sixty two percent. Yeah, it's like I don't know. It's all right. It's all right. It, it needed to be more focused. Longer, maybe. No, dare no. I say? No, 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 no. Yeah. We, we need to cut stuff out, not add stuff, not add more stuff. Yeah, because it felt a little saggy in the middle. You know, especially now it's like, so what's the mystery? What are you doing? And they don't really that doesn't come into focus until like the last twenty minutes of the movie. Yeah, and then. And then the dad from the guest shows up. You're like, oh, that's what this thing is about. <laughs> yeah. It's sort of like the end of that Soderbergh movie where it has that, that text at the end of the screen. And like, oh, this was a message movie. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a fun heist with Don Cheadle and Benicio Del Toro. But it's got something to say about like public housing or some shit. I, <laughs> I can't remember. I have no idea. <laughs> um, and then there's like obvious parallels to what happens in this movie, what's happening now in America. You can see why someone well, yeah. want to tell this I kind of it. story. but. But I, I don't feel like, oh, Russell, I don't feel any urgency in it. You know. You know, it's like it, maybe the slapsticky comedy part of it made it feel too, oh, yeah, too with, light. Without, but without that, way too serious. Yeah. And then, and then who wants to even see that? No. Then, then no, I don't, like, well, I don't want to see that. I, I, I don't want to see that movie. Right. Right. Hmm. Well. Hmm. That's a tricky one. Anyway. That's our Amsterdam review. <laughs> kind of wishy-washy, I gotta say, on our parts, but what are you gonna do? That's, I, what, that's what happens sometimes. I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna say the city's way better than the movie. The, the, oh, the, yeah, the city. for way sure. Better than the movie. Way better than the movie. There, there were some good, we had some out, laugh out loud parts, too. There, oh, yeah, for I mean, sure. there are definitely moments. Several times, so. Um, shit, fuck, we A Cogburn. I watched Halloween Ends. Did you? No. Okay. I, okay. I, I, I watched the first one. Uh, the second one. Halloween. Got, the second one got such bad reviews that I skipped. Oh, you never saw Halloween Kills. And then there's. And now, I, that, I, now that it's a year later. If I skip the second one, why am I going to bother with the third one? It's weirdly still pretty standalone. Okay. Uh, it, it, the only thing that affects it is what happens at the very end of the second movie, which well, now, a year, year later, spoiler alert, heads up. 
uh, Judy Greer's character, the De- Laurie Strode's daughter, mm-hmm. out of nowhere dies at the very end. Michael Myers oh, kills her okay. like in like the last frames of okay. Halloween Kills. It, Interesting. It's so, but it's like, wait, what? Did that just happen? It <laughs> shot so weird. And then it goes to credits. Like what? It's strange. Um, so then this one, it's like now she's taking care of the granddaughter and she's, you know, cares about her and trying to save You would think so. <laughs> it's the second Halloween movie in a row where they advertise us Laurie Strode versus Michael Myers. <laughs> like, this is this it. Is it. This, this is the end. She even says in the teaser for the second movie, Evil Dies Tonight, which no, Evil will not well, die tonight. I mean, not not spoiler alert. a fucking sequel. That didn't happen, exactly. <laughs> a planned sequel. And, uh,. And then this one was advertised as finally they, they the two of them and all the commercials were just the two of them fighting which all right heads up for this movie I guess that's the literally last ten minutes of the movie okay yeah okay the movie is not at all Laurie Strode yeah. versus Michael Myers until the very very end uh, the movie is about generational trauma <laughs> the movie is about trauma in a community okay yeah uh huh um and yeah. and how that can affect people and then how well, yeah, what, and then how those well, people are treated what happens when the same community is rocked by the same fucking weird serial killer for how many decades and what does that do to the youth <laughs> and then if you, if those people are bullied do they see the wrong the, the wrong like heroes to look up to or whatever uh Cremella in the facebook groups comparing this movie to karate kid which is very accurate <laughs> wait, 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 wait. yeah wait, like wait, michael wait, myers wait, is like wait, a miyagi I was sort just of thing to say did, did they turn michael myers into fucking mr miyagi what yeah the, did, is he just sitting there silent going yeah, he's like, mm, on, mm, off. <laughs> <laughs> Not even saying anything, just, just, just doing, doing the hand motions. Doing hand yeah. motions. Uh, it's ridiculous. And you, you, and you just understand. It's a, it's a, it's a bizarro movie. He gives some little kid a fucking headband. And yeah. Just, or, or maybe their, their own different colored mask. His own little mask. Not a white mask, but some other color. It, or like you have a, to work your way up to the white mask. He gives, he gives him a little fucked up uh, Leonard Nimoy mask. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then it's like, yeah, then you build up to yeah. the Shatner. So it's it's weird, man. Um, it is. Uh, Billy D made some interesting points in the Facebook group that uh, the opening font for this for the Halloween ends. It's a very specific, uh, low budget looking '80s blue font. Okay. Uh, and it's a Halloween three font. Halloween three season of the witch. Yeah. It's the exact same one. Mm-hmm. Halloween three season of the witch is infamously the one movie without Michael Myers. Okay. This movie has just like slightly more Michael Myers <laughs> only slightly more slightly more there's not much Michael Myers technically but there's still plenty of Michael Myers type of stalking and kills and violence it's just uh, I might as well just say there's a protege is there a, is there it's a fucking a, copycat it, I was just about to say is there a copycat copycat protege influence again it's about trauma in the community what the movie's really about is about trauma is it generational evil is it Michael Miles is, well, it, Michael, the, not, is it Michael's son no not related I'll just go ahead and say that not related oh, which yeah. makes it almost more well that I mean the, the, the thing is that leaves you when, when does Myers fuck that's well, no, I was gonna say that that would make that'd be a problematic question yeah. and, and, and does he fuck as his human self, or does he fuck with the mask on? As his evil self. <laughs> and in which case, it's rape then? It's rape? Are we talking Obviously. about child of rape? Do we want to go down that road? No. no. Smart decision not to do Very funny opening scene, actually, setting up the character. Hysterical. Uh, you would love the opening scene, Drew. I mean, you, you don't have to. You actually also really like the opening scene. Both Halloween sequels, great openings. Well, I mean, if they're on Peacock, then I can watch them. Definitely. I would say. So I'll watch the opening scenes. Shit, I would say it's worth watching. And then, I mean, the second. These sequels are just weird. See, the cool thing about the first one, how it was a direct sequel to Halloween, is then they made it very straightforward. Michael Myers gets out of incarceration 30 years later, goes back to the same Haddonfield to find Lori. But this time, she's 30 years older, and she's ready. 
She's ready for him. She's been waiting for him. That's a great setup. Yeah. So simple. So great. And that's why that movie had an $80 million opening weekend Mm -hmm. because that's easy to sell in marketing. Uh, $80 million opening. Also theaters only. The day and date hurt because I stayed home to watch it. And um, I was like, if the Rotten Tomato score is over 50%, I'll go to the theater. theater. And guess what? (laughs) Like 39%. I guess I ain't going. If they're they're going to give me the option, I'm going to take it. And um, also, I had already seen another movie the same day. So anyway, the uh, easy sell. The second movie is a much harder sell. And they even hit it in the marketing, which is the, the town... Uh, in the aftermath of Meyer's new kills, they like go crazy and they're looking for someone to blame and it becomes about this mob justice type of thing. And it's kind of weird. And then Michael Myers just in the background like story killing people. And then this one is the, then, uh, okay, what if it's a little bit later and now the, that trauma has settled into the community? How does that affect the people and uh, specifically one person? And then, you know, if he gets bullied, what does he, you know, yeah. so it's, uh-huh. it's, the setup is kind of simple, but it's just like that's not an easy thirty second commercial. Yeah, no. You know, no, it's not. That's and that's why uh, these movies each made a little bit less. Like the first one opened to eighty, the second one opened to fifty. That was last year. Now consider pandemic. Right. Some all, people all say no, yeah. right? Well, day and date day and still date. on Peacock, right on Peacock. So that that cut into it. Um, but also there were more movies playing in theaters than the time. than there are this month. Okay. Uh, this one, this weekend, opened to $10 million less than that. $40 million, $40 million opening weekend. Now, the budget's only 30 so yeah. these movies make their money back. But they're, but they're still, I mean, the same issues. Diminishing returns. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they have similar Rotten Tomato scores, these sequels, similar cinema scores, or just like in the Cs. Well, it just means that there were a group of people who saw the second one and were like, you know what? I'm not going to see the third one. There, yeah, there are those people for sure. Like, I ain't going to follow up. Um, and then I guess the rest are just your genre diehards because it's a it's a huge franchise. Well, yeah, exactly. Only around for so long, and it's John. It's a John Carpenter movie. Great, goes without saying. I'm sure. I'm sure the great score is Carpenter. awesome. Great score. Mm. It's loud. It's often. <laughs> it's great. It's a great score. There's a fantastic scene in a tow yard where you get a, a quick series of like great Halloween over the top Halloween deaths. No. Very R rated. Very fun. Uh, and then the ending, when they finally do get to, like, almost, like, okay, I guess we have to do the Strode v. Myers by the end. Uh, pretty satisfying. Pretty sa- Also weirdly dirgy, I guess. So reverential for a killer. But uh, it's, it's, an, it's an interesting movie. I'm glad they got made. I think they're interesting. I think it's also a good... I mean, now when you look at, like, box office reports for this weekend, now the day and date release is fully being blamed for not making an extra 5 or $10 million. Sure. Uh, it's like the experiment. The results are back from the grand experiment from the last couple of years, and it's but, been determined. If you don't want your movie to make money in box office, go ahead and put it on streaming. Well, here's the thing, though. I mean, yes, they made X amount of dollars in the box office. Yeah. But I mean, I'm sure from the business perspective, they're thinking, okay, so how many people watched it on streaming? Yeah. Is that why we got their X amount of dollars this month? Right, exactly. Uh, actually, I have this deadline article here where it talks about that for a second. What do we have? Uh, reportedly still probably Universal literally oh also this is weird Universal has to pay itself Peacock has to pay Universal the 30 million dollars for the streaming rights I mean that's just bookkeeping that's weird bookkeeping right that's one entity into the other because they they took money out of one pocket put it into the other yeah Um, Peacock has 15 million paid subscribers okay that's a low number compared to to others consider Netflix is 220 15 million times how much Say each of them watched it. 
Well, no, no, fifteen million. I'm talking yeah. money wise. How much they're getting every month from those people? Oh yeah, sure. How much is Peacock anyway? I don't even know. Shit, five, six bucks, seven bucks. I think it's one of the lower end ones. Actually. So let's lowball it, Chris. Let's say I think it's, it's, I think, I think it's five bucks. Let's say it's fifteen million times five dollars. Every month they're bringing in seventy five million dollars. Wow, that's wild. Uh, that, that is wild. Um, the uh, oh, then here we go. I'm hearing there were great viewership figures on Halloween ends on Peacock, so they they like how it's performing. People were accessing it. Um, I, I, I don't know about this uh, about all this streaming stuff. Well, no, it, I, I'm not sure if anybody does. It says whatever NBC Universal makes in Peacock subscription fees is theirs to keep, not share with exhibition. Right? That's important. Yeah. That's an uh-huh. important point. Yeah. Uh, so right now there's a deal going on where you can get Peacock for $20 a year. Whoa! They're desperate for subscribers. Holy crap. Uh, so it, are they looking... Yeah. So are they using this to get people to to check it out? Well, see, Peacock's problem is it's an NBC thing. NBC is still, quote-unquote, you know, basic cable. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. all you're getting is access to is old basic cable. Yep. Correct. <laughs> Correct. A bunch of news channels. Uh... Although you do get the... I did notice, actually, I pulled up the... Now I'm looking for this type of shit. I pulled up the Bob Ross channel on NBC, on the Peacock Live oh, thing. Is, is it different than the free versions on the Watch Free and the Pluto? It, no, it, it's like the Roku one where uh, I didn't... I only watched it for a little bit, but I didn't notice any political ads up top. And mm-hmm. instead of showing you all the commercials, it was like a We'll Be Right Back graphic and then a two-minute countdown, countdown yeah. as opposed to two minutes of uh, the Scovy. Uh, commercials or whatever yeah. I keep seeing over and over and over. <laughs> it's like what? This is the same commercials over and over. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. Anyway, my dis- my, dis- get- my discovery is coming in the mail. Also, <laughs> what else am I getting? Zyrtec. I'm getting some Zyrtec. I'm getting uh, and, my and, farmers. And, and, you're, and you're gonna vote for Marco Rubio, right? <laughs> I mailed. I mailed it in. Marco Rubio. Yeah, I was like, damn it. <laughs> he finally got brainwashed. Uh, listen, he saw the commercial so many times. They keep they the kept, radical laugh. They kept showing that drag brunch. In Los <laughs> Angeles, the L.A. drag brunch, and we're like, Val Demians wants to turn little boys into girls. Yeah, th- that, like, that well, is verbatim. That's verbatim exactly the commercial the that commercial, we're seeing. Yeah. That's how many times, trying to avoid it, <laughs> how many times I've seen it. So, yes, my, I sent my ballot for her. Yeah. Good job. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> She's the most radical person possible, <laughs> Val Demians, the, the former cop who refuses to defund the police. Mm-hmm. She ran on a platform of defund the police. That's crazy. <laughs> She's like, get the fuck this is, I hate this. I hate this world. Um, but on the plus side, we got a new Michael Myers movie, which yeah. much cool kills and, and a cool John Carpenter score. Chris and, has got some Discovery for prep coming. And in. I got some by it. I think it's for, <laughs> I think it's for sex. <laughs> you should think. I think it's for gay sex specifically. Cause all the ads, like, I think it's for all gay men. I've seen the commercial so many times. Uh, let me see here. Do you? What, do, 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 do. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, so Halloween, that's fine. It's fine. I think it's fine. Yeah. I think it's fine. It's I'm not fine. crazy for it, but it's fine. Uh, I saw Smile. Oh, okay. So what the fuck is this weird-ass movie, Chris? Okay, okay. It is. I'll tell you exactly what it is. It's It Follows uh-huh. meets HBO's The Outsider. Remember The Outsider? Yeah, yeah. With the, El, with El the, with the, yeah, with the weird demon thing. The demon thing, the passing and, along and of it, trauma. So so are, are you passing along? Is it a haunted STD? It's a, it's a haunted <laughs> uh, the haunted manic depressive episode Okay, <laughs> that leads to suicide. Okay. It's a, it, you know. It's so haunted mental illness. Haunted mental illness. And, and you yeah. can pass it on to other people. That gets passed on. That's, a, that's, what it, that's what it wants. No. 
that's what it wants. Interesting. Uh, so it's setup is simple. This lady is working as a therapist in a hospital in a trauma ward. They bring in people that are you know have going through something, and they bring in someone to her that's going through this thing, so it gets passed to her, and then she's trying to figure out what the hell is happening. Uh, so it sort of has like also like the ring is like that where it's like oh shit I watched this video and I have seven days to find out everything about it yeah. that's what she's doing she's trying to like how do I find and also convince people this is happening that's real it reminds me of that uh, the Invisible Man movie with Elizabeth mm-hmm. Moss where yeah. she's trying to convince people this is happening and no one believes her uh, it's got some really good um, sort of I don't know if it's a, like creature effects really interesting uh, design and effects towards the end mm-hmm. uh, especially during the denouement mm-hmm. of the film it, that uh, I was like wow this is like kind of going there in a very over the top gonzo way that I wasn't expecting based on the rest of this movie yeah. and there's some like v- gross violent things that happen in this film from time to time um, the, the grossest one's probably up top but at the end like uh interesting like body horror type stuff that I was not expecting at all okay. even reminded me a bit of I was thinking during the movie g- gives me Channel Zero season one vibes in, in several ways what, Tooth Monster yes <laughs> like, not, not Tooth Monster specifically but the vibe like something's yeah. wrong yeah there is something there there is weird like uh, I don't know how to describe it like uh, things going in holes that they shouldn't okay. or coming out yeah. of holes that they shouldn't I, I was like there's some parts that made me be like, okay, because the movie is almost, it's like an hour 50. Yeah, about an hour 50 with the with hour 55 with credits. It's a little long. Like, it could be, like, you hear that? Those no. are maybe yeah. tightening the screws a little bit. Just a bit. Let's, let's We can cut easily 15 out of this, make it a good 140, yeah. maybe 135. Um, there there was a couple times I'm checking the phone back. I call, I call, mm-hmm. How much more we have left in this thing? But I was interested in seeing where it was going. I was interested in seeing how it ended. The ending is kind of uh, uh, I thought it was a little surprising, but also I guess they wrote themselves into a corner. Okay. Um, kind of kind of maybe already shooting for a sequel. I would not be surprised for a smile too. Okay. Uh, especially looking here smiles money sign smiles dollar sign <laughs> James Cameron walks into the room it's like guys I have a pitch <laughs> I have a pitch fellas <laughs> uh, in, in its third week it dropped only 33% made another 12 and a half million oh, I mean, that's actually that's pretty good that's, that's good that's called legs baby especially 2022 legs um, so that's good that's good for smile it's a Paramount movie so it'll be on Paramount Plus in like three weeks the pay plus. on the pay plus. Uh which I mean yeah you can just watch it at home uh, obviously it's a jump scare heavy movie for a while which is mm. kind of annoying yeah. but effective in a movie theater because it's so fucking loud um, it does have the thing where I, I appreciate the placement of the when it finally gets to like a Paramount Players film or whatever the production company yeah. is and uh, uh, the title cards start popping up in a very interesting spot and then the actual smile title card itself is done in a like an interesting in a way that makes me like okay these people have an idea like even with the credits yeah. they're trying to do something they're not they're, <clears throat> they're leaving nothing on the table in terms of style mm-hmm. and and uh, storytelling so that was good okay hey cool. smile you smile no, you yeah. smile hmm. smile Jesse T. Usher's in it. Cal Penn is in it. Okay. In a small part. Hey, Kumar. <laughs> All right. Good for him. Looking like he's eating just a little more White Castle. Good for him. All 
I, w- I was just walking through the beverage aisle and I see the rock is black at I'm like oh who's doing the ta- oh it's the rocks thing with the rest so he's doing a time with himself okay time with himself I'm promoting myself brother <laughs> Zoa is the world's first and only healthy energy drink that contains our unique combination of vitamin C vitamin so it's uh it's uh what's that stuff that powder stuff the uh the that the teacher that that middle school teacher put together and it's all fizzy and citrus flavored and people drink it in their water during flu season and it does nothing the therif no no not, not the, oh uh, uh that vitamin c thing <laughs> yeah that yeah. booster shit uh-huh. any sort of like vitamin booster shit along with other vital ingredients though those that's your mm-hmm. that's your good stuff that's your taurines <laughs> and oh, this shit's healthy guys stay away from it all zoa an energy drink of choice for Black Adam, for Teth Adam. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, former slave reborn as a god. Right? That's just his thing, generally. Yeah. And uh, born out of rage, so he's all angry and shit. Mm-hmm. So he kills. I kill. Heroes don't kill. I do. That's in every single trailer. I do. I do. Uh, so he's a, quote, anti-hero. Just because he... Because he's more, because he's morally gray. Yeah, because he, because this version of bringing people to justice is to, to destroy death. them. This is going to immediate death. Yeah, generally frowned upon by people such as Hawkman, Soups, the Bats too. Oh, sure, those the, guys. The bats, I mean, those guys also. I mean, contrary to both comic and popular belief, Batman doesn't quote unquote kill people. He just yeah. horribly maims them. He, yeah, he makes them think, uh, regret their actions. He makes them live to regret. Uh, but Black Adam's like, no, I'll just zap you to yeah, death with my I, with my I, energy stuff. Yeah, it's pretty cool when he melts people. <laughs> yeah, when he cooks <laughs> them from the insides and they turn into skeleton dust. Yeah, uh-huh. Pretty awesome. <laughs> Movie's pretty intense with some of the PG PG thirteen violence. Oh, uh, this is like if there would have been a drop of blood in this movie, it would have been rated R. It should have been rated R, probably with the way he hacks. Um, there is some sort of article out there about how. They were, man, they were leaking so many things, keeping trying to keep Black Adam in the news cycle mm-hmm. coming up to this movie coming out. For example, the story came out about how uh, the initial cut supposedly was R-rated. They had to cut back 10 separate deaths or kills or even cut them out completely um, to, to achieve the PG-13 that they had to pull it back quite a bit. And I can easily see an unrated yeah. cut of this coming out sometime well, where I, I, things are a little more extreme. The Snyder cut. Yeah, the Jean-Claude cut, Jean-Claude Sarah cut. I mean, I'm really surprised that mm-hmm. even after Zack Snyder has left the DC universe, yeah. their movies still have his aesthetic. Yeah, 100% his suit, his Superman-style suit. Dude, his <laughs> suit, the color palette, everything. They yeah. are not moving on from that. They really haven't strayed too much from that. It's strange. The, the, the fact that all the action reminds me of 300. I, I think they <laughs> I think they hired someone from 300 uh, on their production team. I even read that in an article in the last week or so. Like 300, like production designer or something working on Black Adam no. or something. Yes. I see it. Yes, totally. The... Like, influences for this movie are so just, like, on the sleeve and, like, obvious, mm-hmm. uh, which isn't a bad thing. It, it, it's just, like, uh, you recognize the pastiche, uh, and it just happens to be a pastiche of modern stuff, yeah. you know, very recent things. Mm-hmm. Um, I was surprised that Dwayne, I mean, I guess it's for the character, but Dwayne Johnson in the movie is surprisingly uh, 
flat. One, yes, one note and flat. Mm-hmm. Like he's bringing like a like I have no emotion. I'm a mm-hmm. god. I don't even know what humanity is anymore. Yeah. But uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Doctor Manhattan is that, and he's still like a compelling, interesting presence without coming across as like I'm a stone that speaks. <laughs> I mean, but I I think it's because Doctor Manhattan is talking about like he he's trying to. Like bring everything down to a human level and yep. still explain it to humans. Yeah, whereas he's trying to relate to humans. It seems as Black Adam has just totally given up. Yeah, he's like, I don't even try. Like no, that was like sarcasm. That this is what sarcasm yeah. is. Ha mm-hmm. ha ha. Like he might as well just go ha ha ha. Yeah, you know, to indicate like I know a laugher is. Yeah, I know joke. <laughs> I, I know. I was I am one? Black Adam robot. I am Black Adam robot. <laughs> I know. I make joke and coke. Was the one about the pee pee and coke? So, but I mean, I guess it's for the character. It makes sense for the character. It's just one of those things where it's like, but is this what I want to watch? You know, Will Smith playing a character who has learned to like suppress all his emotions in After Earth. I'm like, well, do I want to watch a no, like a non-charismatic Will Smith? No, honestly, Will Smith smacking motherfuckers, slapping them. With, I want to see him. Punch, I want to see him punch an alien and say, "Welcome to Earth." Welcome to Earth. He's so good at <laughs> punching things and then yelling things out loud. It's worked his whole career. It's never backfired once, not once. <laughs> uh, now, also, I think it's interesting that uh, this movie does. I was surprised at how much Pierce Brosnan is in this. Well, I, I was just about to say I was surprised how little Black Adam is in the Black Adam movie. I guess that's converse. Those things <laughs> are going hand in hand. Oh. There's a moment where I was like, we haven't seen Black Adam in like 10 minutes. I'm, I'm totally okay with seeing Pierce Brosnan in superhero beefed up hero suit hey. uh, un, underneath the suit looking fresh as his James Bond days yeah. while from the neck up being like, oh yeah, he's old. Old, old, old. <laughs> Old, how old is Pierce Brosnan? <laughs> he's what seventy? I'm gonna put him at seventy. But I, but I, no, I, well, it's a, yeah, I'm gonna put him at seventy. I thought it was I, I thought it was great casting for the character. Great, great ca- casting for the character. Great character. Sixty nine years old. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, Doctor Fate's a very interesting character. They, a lot of you know they allude to some very interesting like backstory stuff about yeah. the helmet and yeah. what it means and yeah. his abilities. Uh-huh. His abilities look pretty cool and all that. That's an alien helmet that's millions of years old. I wouldn't touch that car yet. Yeah, don't touch that. <laughs> like you think you would bl- like put a put a blanket on or something. <laughs> that kid was all right. Noah Centineo. Where is he from? Isn't he from uh, Teen Wolf? I think he is. I think okay. I think he's a Teen Wolfer. And he was almost, or he was in the latest live action abandoned version of He-Man that Netflix was working on okay. before he went animated. Yeah. He was working on being He-Man. And you can sort of see it. Dude has like, almost like no neck. He's got no. like that big square neck thing where mm-hmm. his head just goes into yeah, his he, body. He's like a football player. There's one shot of Dwayne Johnson where he wakes up, he, he sits up and it's the camera's from behind him. And it's just like a skull going into traps. There's no... <laughs> yeah, it, there's no neck there. It, it looks oh. absurd. Well, I, I, I love the fact that they had to do the CG head switch for the for, quote unquote non god rock, yeah, because, and I was like, that is not the rock body. Exactly. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny because they have to show it's his origin, so we got to see rock before he's Black Adam, but Teth Adam, and it's so uh, it's like Chris Evans and Captain America, like a little body, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> and they still kind of put him on like a, a decent looking body, like it's a b- believable that it could but, be a version of Dwayne Johnson but, not, but, but his head is still so big yeah. they can't they can't nope. shrink his face without <laughs> it looking weird right yeah. 
Um, I'm, and I'm, I'm almost certain too that there were a few shots early on because they try to do the thing where like you know it's him, but uh, they keep him out of frame and you only see the side of his face. So you just, you're like, is that Dwayne Johnson? Yes. I'm almost, at that moment I was like, I think they're just using Dwayne Johnson stand-ins. You know, whoever they hire to stand in so they can get the lighting while he does whatever he he sells tequila in his trailer, yeah. and then when they're ready to shoot, they get the stand-in out of there and they bring. They need someone that's approximate size and shape and color. Why not for the scene? Just hire that guy. All right, there we go. Apparently, Eddie Murphy has like a whole team of stand-ins for different angles. So he's like, if you, got, okay. if you need a profile, if you need a back shot, use this guy, use there's this guy. all these people that look exactly like Eddie Murphy from one angle only. That's it, weird. It is weird. He's a genius. That's why, what, do you need my face to speak? Okay, I'll show up for that. But that's it. Um, and you know what? Who's successful? Him. Who's not? Us. There we go. We, okay. need, we need stand-ins is what I'm saying. Gotcha. We need to hire people that can speak like us, but only in certain t- times, and then we switch them in and out. Does that, that, that work Chris, that way? Chris, we have to be making money to hire oh, these Jesus people. Christ. The money again. The money. <laughs> Always in the way with the money. Uh, um, Brosnan was, was fun. Brosnan was fun, and uh, it's fun seeing Dwayne Johnson like beat people up. As a superhero. As a superhero. I mean, he's, sure. got the, he's got the body size. It's believable. I mean, I, he's the most believable one of all the actors. I mean, 100%. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that, no. Pierce, because of the type of character, I believe Pierce Brosnan as well. No, that, that, that's a thing where it's like, because yeah. I have to believe this guy's uh, smart and smooth enough to handle the helmet and everything that it entails. And yeah. seeing Finn like, I can't let this make me go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. No, he, he is great. Uh, but Dwayne Johnson is very believable. And I mean, he's been trying to make this movie for 15 years for a reason I mean listen, he knew it would be a good match the, the, the movie was fine did it did it change my view oh, of, yeah. the, of the DC universe no no, no. <laughs> if it's right in with all the crap they've been making it's all crap it's all crap outside of like Joker and the Batman which are because they're interesting because they're standalone and I guess that's that Snyder Cut's interesting well, the Snyder Cut's way better yeah. than the actual one I saw in theaters. No, yeah, it's a, it's actually like, I think this it's is... It's a movie. Yeah, it's, I think this is actually good. I think I like this. I'm pretty sure I do like this. But that only exists because of the initial Justice League fiasco and because of then AT&T buying uh, Warner Brothers, getting HBO... And the fanboys. And the fanboys, which were then also apparently bot-fueled, like 15% bot-fueled, which is fascinating. They found that out after the fact. Um, and the fact that they had HBO Max and they were trying to get eyeballs on it and then the pandemic happened. They were like, we need content. And then Zach Snyder's like, I got the, I got the <laughs> footage. I just need another like $10 million. We can finish it. And one brother's like, all right, you got it. We'll actually do this. And then he's like, okay, I need another $20 million on top of that because I got some ideas. <laughs> it, it's a, That's a fascinating scenario. That'll probably never happen again that way. But uh, no, this is that. And actually, you know what? Financially, you know what I'm noticing? What I saw here in, the, in these articles, it uh-huh. lines right up with all their DC shit. Uh, what, a $67 million opening? $67 million opening, and that's a Sunday estimate. It could actually go up a couple million when it comes when the the final actual numbers come out tomorrow yeah. on Monday. Uh, but 67 matches Aquaman, and Shazam made 53. So, for DC movies, standalone characters, their their intro movie, so to speak. Even though didn't Aquaman wasn't he already in something by the time his movie came out? I think he, he was in I BV. Think he, I think he Justice League did. Mm-hmm. The timeline is so weird of how those things came out. Well, yeah, because they had to retrofit everything. Yeah, yeah, they did it all backwards. They're idiots. So uh, 
Interesting opening weekend. $195 million production budget, but a chunk of that is for sure um, COVID. Mm -hmm. Because they shot this 2021 during COVID shit. Didn't have any lockdowns, it says. Or any any shutdowns, not lockdowns. They didn't have any COVID shutdowns. Also, this article pointed out that Red Notice didn't have any COVID shutdowns either. So Mm. apparently they they knew what they were doing on those sets to keep everyone safe. Uh, This thing overperformed. It overperformed, especially because the, the 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 reviews aren't aren't great. You know, they're not awful, but they're not great. Well, the movies, but the movie is also not not awful. It's not great. No, it's not. I don't even. I don't even think it's a good. It's got some good parts. Yeah, it's got some interesting moments. I like the. So going into it, I remember Dwayne Johnson being like, "We use for uh, what they? I don't know. It was for a sign, maybe for a movie. Uh, like they were filming stuff at nine hundred frames a second. That's cool. And I'm like, what, the, what, 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 what could they be using that for? It's a slowdown shit. It's all the all the cool yeah. like slow motion. This slow yeah. motion looked great in yeah. this. Of, of course, yeah. I, I, so you know, there's now we've had a couple of flash movies, Quicksilver's, right? Where um, there's always an obligatory scene where they run around a room and, and, and move stuff around. Yep. It, while they're going fast, everything else is going slow around them. Yep. And then everything at the end speeds up, and it's always like people punch themselves, they slip in bananas. This one had a really violent one of those. Yeah, this one was extremely <laughs> like, all right, what if we did that? But it's how he murders everyone <laughs> horrifically. Yeah. Uh, with, uh, with like maybe one joke in there when he puts a grenade in a guy's mouth uh-huh. or whatever. But uh, yeah, for the most part, it's just like him looking around, like, the easiest way to kill this many people with this huge thing is just to gently push this that way. <laughs> Um, it looked really, really cool. And then, like later too, when they, what was another? There's another moment later in some of the action where they broke out some slow motion stuff. That uh, I was like, "Wow, this looks really, really interesting and cool." And it stands out because the rest of the movie just looks like, uh, like muddy and brown and and like oh, gritty and dark and yeah. um, uh, dusty, dusty. Yeah, very we're in a desert, very yellow brown palette color palette to this thing. Yeah, because it's in a desert. Why, why are deserty movies so like brown? Because <laughs> the sand and uh, uh, the sky. I mean, because everything's just just sun baked, so it's always uh, you know, you never you never see a cloudy day in a in a desert movie. Yeah, no. Um, Round Tomatoes score is low, but the uh, the average rating is uh, when you go to top critics four and a half out of ten, all critics five. So it's five out of sure. ten. Sure. Yeah, everyone's like that sounds about right. Everyone's just like whatever because it's like yeah, what I mean, it is. It's totally whatever. It's also so like morally muddled because he's an anti-hero. It's like, well, I don't kill, but then they're all like, well, we need you to be a hero and a champion at the end. He's like, well, I, I can't lead, but I'll be, be a champion. I'll be a protect. I don't know what's going yeah. on, right? Uh-huh. And it's yeah. like a and uh and it's about this fictional country, Canada, Kadik, Kadik, something like that, Candyland. He's the king of Candyland. <laughs> And like vague intergang, vague yes. mercenaries rule the city. Uh-huh. Right, yep. Yep. Uh, ugly white people yep. with beards and accents. Yep, be- because of the, the 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 fun unobtainium that they have there. Yes, e- <laughs> e- Eternium is now in the DC universe. Eternium, which never fully explained. I'm not even sure exactly. Like, so it powers things, but so it hurts Black Cat. But, but he does. uses it, but he can't. He can't punch through. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. But it's in the crown. What's in this uh-huh, crown? Yeah. Sabak. Is that what's going on? Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm. I got the pendant. She was. She was. A, she's got it. Yep. I don't even know. This movie feels like, <laughs> like uh, it, 
you know what it feels like? It feels like they've been trying to make this movie for 15 years. <laughs> and they did. And, and, and they, came up, they had all these ideas and all these different plans. And they just them all together. And they, they were just like, all right, write the screenplay. Okay, we'll save this. We'll save this, but let's rewrite it. Okay, well, let's save these parts, but rewrite it. And then like five screenplays down there are like, actually, that thing in the second version, let's bring that back and then try to find a way to get that in here. And then by the end, you're like, this feels like three movies. None of them are complete. And uh, or or all that thought out. There's this like story of these people that are oppressed and they need a hero. But then there's a story of of the Justice Society trying to track down Black Adam and how they do all that. But then there's also a story of like Doctor Fate and, and Hawkman and their friendship. And don't, don't forget about the story about Black Adam and the King because that comes back around and apparently has gone through the generations. Appar- apparently, there's a whole generational <laughs> thing that pops up in the third act. And you're like, oh wait a second, what? You know, but the guy we should have known that the bad guy is the bad guy the second you see him. Because with his hair, it's so, so greasy, dude. I was like, this is the greasiest <laughs> villainous looking villain ever when he pops up, and then like three scenes later, yeah. I'm the bad guy. Like, yeah, we knew that Duh. guy. <laughs> Have you looked in a mirror? <laughs> You're awful. Um, and then, so then they do the like She Hulk just made fun of it. They do the thing where it ends with the, the similar power being, you know, suit versus bigger suit, essentially, in the CG fight and. It's like when they're done that, you know, yeah. when they say uh-huh. derivative, yeah. that's that's exactly this. But like the design of the the the, the bad guy, the sabak bad guy, is it, fucking devil. It's like just straight up like devil <laughs> shit with pentagrams. He's and, got a fucking giant flaming pentagram on his chest. And you're like, okay, I see this has potential. And then like the undead rise yeah. and ready to fight. Like, okay. Where did that that was fucking that was out of totally out of nowhere Almost, and weird yeah. and strange and just like. Why? Like why? All of a sudden we're getting into uh-huh. uh, we're adding some Pirates of the Caribbean shit yeah. to this where now the undead are fighting back mm-hmm. but they're gonna fight the people and the people got pipes and they're like this is our city and I'm like what is what is why is this and I like how every, this? Uh, and, and apparently the people of Candyland are yeah. big fans of Jay-Z yeah Hope. yeah they're all doing they're all putting up the rock they love Jay-Z they love Diamond Dallas Page <laughs> it gives them power and hope to, to put up throw up the rock to each other <laughs> and then I'm funny thinking so the kid does that to like try to get everyone rallied up and it works and they're all standing there with their hands up and then they have to like put their hands on but alright now what do we do I don't know. we did the thing we did the hands thing now what are we doing are we done do we go home I mean it's like posting a couple black squares on my Instagram was that enough do I gotta do more <laughs> <laughs> after that <laughs> what was that trailer oh the house party trailer yes. That looks good, dude. It, look, it looks weird. It looks weird. Exactly. <laughs> it looks weird. Well, the original House Party is kind of a weird movie. It's like a little party, yeah. party film. It's, it's got a strange structure to oh, it. Oh, yeah, we couldn't play. But this one with the LeBron angle, because he produced it. No. Oh, my God. So funny. I do like that he makes fun of himself. He has to. If he, if he wants us to like him, he's got to be self-deprecating. He has to allow himself to be made fun of. You see that hairline? <laughs> <laughs> the new one or the old one? Oh, exactly. <laughs> Evolution of... <laughs> Um, He's got the money. He can do what he wants. He can. He can do whatever he wants. That motherfucker <laughs> can do whatever he wants. I don't care. Um, and then we got us. There's also this uh, this girl, Cyclone. So we now so we now we got new DC character suit. Aldous Hodges, Hawkman. All right. Mm-hmm. He's like uh, not quite Batman. <laughs> And not quite Iron Man. But not quite Iron Man. He's like, he's like, I'm not as smart, I'm not as rich, but I'm, I'm very handsome. So what do you want to do? Uh, Noah Centineo, Adam Smasher. We got, I like that he had a hand-me-down suit. That's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and that the Fonz is the original and, Adam and Smasher. And the Fonz is the original <laughs> Adam Smasher and lent him the suit. That's a cute cameo. So the... Uh, uh, 
I mean, what do you think of this team? And then the girl, Cyclone, uh, uh, Quintessa Swindell. I mean, I, I, I would love to see some of these people show up in the next Suicide Squid and die. Oh, <laughs> great fodder to die. Well, they're heroes. They won't be. They won't be Suicide Squids. Unfortunately, um, I'm looking up this guy. Let me see. He did uh, to all the boys. Oh, there's these series of like YA movies, sort of to all the boys I've loved before. Ugh. You know about them. No, of course. Why would you? It's all the boys. P.S. I still love you. Ugh. And then it's all the boys. Colon. Always and forever. She's always and forever into the colon. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys get get this one while she's into it, man. Uh, yeah. Almost masters of the universe. I swear. Was he in something else? No. Anyway. So he he's fine. He's interesting. He's an interesting character. He just grows. He even just says, I grow. Mm-hmm. That's, that's it. And yeah. then and the girl makes wind. Right, she yep. makes she makes wind, but it's cool looking. <laughs> it's swirly and colored and colored, yeah. And then uh, and then Alice Hodge, uh, he has his wings. He's also sort of Falcon adjacent because he's got his wings right to get around. He doesn't actually fly, but the wing. I guess that's all Iron Man sort of thing, kind of. No, I don't know. I, I don't know. Do we need this movie? No, 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 no. And then another thing. And then another thing. Did we, we want this movie? No, no one wants. No <laughs> Dwayne Johnson's the only one who wanted it. Well, he put up the money for it, so pretty much. He got him. He muscled it into production. He he got he muscled the box office to to sixty seven opening weekend here and another like it's up to like a hundred something hundred and forty worldwide. Biggest opening of his career. Biggest opening for his seven bucks company. So. So he's a was that a booger? Had a booger? Had a booger this whole time? I don't know. You tell me. I think I didn't. I think I had a booger. And then, uh, and then actually, this is interesting. Deadline points out here that the uh, Rotten Tomato audience score, which is also very self-selecting anyway, but you know, oh, yeah, because if you went to see the movie, chances are you were half interested to begin with. Exactly right. Um, but you know, take this for the, the grain of salt, the size of your choosing. Ninety percent audience score. All right. Okay. That's the highest DC movie audience score in a decade. Okay. Joker has 88%. The Batman, 87%. So people are happy. Well, we saw, not that many people in theater, but we saw they were uh, laughing at the parts you're, quote, supposed to laugh at. And, you know, it's. I felt like people in the audience in that theater were generally enjoying well, the there, film. Well, they were there for that movie. Yeah. Definitely. Well, so are we. Well, yeah, but I mean, I was, I mean uh, yeah, I was there. I was like, All right, <laughs> let's do it, Dwayne. Come on, what do you got, man? I'm ready to be surprised by a couple of things, which I think they. I was surprised by a couple of things, and other things that I go, of course. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. You know, like uh, okay, why the kid? We gotta follow this kid around. <laughs> why the the the, 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 the son? The family thing. Cause it's he, a family he's, movie. He's he's the son, he he's the son who died. Mm. Standing, he is the uh, what was his name and Eddie Furlong. He's the John Connor of the bunch, and the same of. actress was the lady, his wife. It was like she was reincarnated. She had oh, the necklace. It was the same actress in the I, flashback scenes. I didn't notice that. I didn't. I, I didn't notice that was the same actress. Yeah, that's that's why he saved her because he wants to bone. Like, I want to bone this like, lady. I want to be your daddy. Oh, I think I have emotions now. My first one, horny. <laughs> <laughs> is horny an emotion? Apparently. Um, according to Deadline, the top ten theaters this weekend for Black, for Black Adam. Um, uh, we got a uh, Burbank, New York, Baltimore. Number five, AMC Disney Springs Orlando. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I guess the tourists came out for it. They were like, you know what? Let's go see the Black Adam movie. Like, I know we're here on vacation, and this is something we can do in just three days when we go back to our home in, 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 in Idaho Falls or whatever, but yep. nope. We're going now to see it in this awesome AMC. Uh, yeah, Orlando, that's interesting. And number eight, the AMC Veterans Expressway Tampa. Explain that one. <laughs> Tampa showing out for Black Adam. Um, also coming in number two for the box office, Tickets of Paradise, the Julia Roberts, uh, George Clooney movie. Oh, the the the, the old school rom com. The, the old school rom com with old actors, old school rom com, sixteen million dollar weekend. Uh, it's already come out worldwide and had a good worldwide opening. It's over a hundred million dollars worldwide. Okay, if they leave us in theaters long enough, I mean, it could make a good chunk of change for for these folks. For these wonderful folks, also Till started coming out uh, in limited release, as well as Tar and Triangle Sadness. I saw Tar, and uh, well, first off, <laughs> it's only in 141 theaters. Okay, it hasn't gone wide yet, but it's already at uh, Winter Park Regal, which is interesting, and it's playing in the Into the Abyss Auditorium. I, I like to okay. refer to yes. it as. Yes. <laughs> yes, the, oh. the one all the way in the back. It's so tiny. The little tiny one where it's like, oh, we we, we have. Yes, we have a Werner Herzog documentary, but no, it's not in any of the big theaters. It's in the tiny, tiny theater. Uh, it's the Werner Herzog In Memoriam Auditorium. He's still alive, fortunately. Is he still alive? Check your... Yeah, check he your of course. Uh, I would know if he was dead. Yeah, I know. We, I, we, I, we, I, have, I we have alerts set up. I, I would have felt it. <laughs> <laughs> Psychically. I'd be like, no! no there's uh, you know that show Documentary Now on IFC? Mm-hmm. They, they have a new season, and apparently one of the episodes... I think John Mulaney is in it or worked on it. I didn't look into it too much. But uh, they did an episode spoofing uh, Burden of Dreams. Yeah, so definitely have to watch uh, watch that one. So Tar came out. It's a, a little over a million dollars so far in three weeks. He's still alive according to the internet. Okay, thank God. Unfortunately, I'm still here. I'm waiting. <laughs> I just have one more documentary about life and death, and then I may shuffle off this mortal coil and join my friend the Grizzly Man. I have a friend, the bear. He's going to teach me how to how to sleep eternally. Uh, Tar, Jersey Cogburn, is a, man, it is a intense story of a woman, a woman, uh, a composer who is like, in, in this version of our world, she is like, uh, uh, the one of the she's a household name as a composer. She's a household name. Okay, that's a weird, strange culture we right? currently live in. Apparently, yeah, yeah, she's like so popular. She's like the John Williams of this world, but instead of just doing Star Wars movies, she does like maybe, everything. But she also does, I guess, movie scores in the mm-hmm. film. Like her, the movie opens with uh, like an onstage Q and A scene that would be like this should be movie death, but the way it's the movie is fascinating the way it's put together. Uh, her resume of all the things she's accomplished it's like a spoof it's like satire of, of she's done so much but Kate Blanchett is this lady Lydia Tarr who's a composer currently at the Berlin Philharmonic which is considered like the best Philharmonic in the world okay. and uh, like the, the pinnacle you've made it there if you can go there and boss these people around and tell them how to make your music and um, uh, it's about how she's already when we're introduced to her she's already at the top she's getting ready to uh, have this recording 
Okay. Of uh, of Mahler number five, a very prominent piece of work apparently, and um, a book of it is about to come out, Tar on Tar, right? And it's going to be a bestseller, predicted to be a bestseller in the New York Times and all that shit. And uh, like she she's just on top of the world right now, right? And uh, so the movie's then about how how does this crumble? How does this fall? And you know that that's what it is going into it. So even like the scene in the beginning where she's being interviewed and stuff, there's like a shot, there's a shot of someone in the audience, but it's just the back of their head in the back of the theater. And it's like, Oh, there's something ominous about this, this viewer, (laughs) who is this person viewing, you know? And then, uh, and then while like the guy is writing off her resume, someone's like updating their Wikipedia, but you don't see who is Mm -hmm. updating it. And like, Oh, what's happening here? Like, are they coming for Lydia already? And then you find out who she is and uh, the type of character she is and um, the relationships that she has with her wife and her uh, her assistant Francesca and all these other people and then you're left wondering it's kind of, it's ambiguous enough to be like you know I'm pretty sure maybe she's deserving of some of these like problems she's having uh, maybe not it's a very much movie like it's about like cancel culture quote cancel culture and stuff like that but not being a blase or or service level about it. It doesn't come down on one side or the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, but it is just a movie about people and consequences and, and then how they interact with the world and each other. Uh, and it's really, really, really well made. Really fascinating. Uh, Kate Planchett is just like like on fire the whole movie. Yeah, You know, she is so good. It's a type of character. I read this in a, in a little blurb. Uh, and, it, and it's true. It's a type of character and a type of performance where when her character like enters a room with people, like the temperature of the room changes. You know, all of a sudden things are different because now this thing is there. Yes, <laughs> this chaotic thing is now there. <laughs> What's going to happen? Um, she's there, like Julian. I read about how she's the, the the conducting part, like she studied. You know, she did the actor thing. Where how can I do this as convincingly as possible in the movie? Apparently, the people that are playing there with her, like they they are going by her conducting oh, okay yep yeah, so that's interesting so she actually did some conducting yes precisely and uh and then so i went with marissa and she went to school she has a degree in music mm-hmm. like she knows like everything that, music. yeah so yeah. then when the movie was over she was like not even when the movie was over like 10 minutes into the movie she leaned over and she was like this shit is legit and uh she said when, when the movie was done that like everything about the music the the, the music specifics even the off handed jokes that her character was making like name dropping certain composers and mm-hmm. stuff uh she was like you, you really gotta like know your shit to to even write this stuff and uh so she's like whoever wrote this like knew what the fuck they were talking about and i was like well that'll be Tawfield. field <laughs> <laughs> it has a, has a credit this is the movie where it has a credit where it goes written directed and produced by todd field this guy wants you to know this is me baby i am the I lydia this movie i am the lydia tar of this fucking movie <laughs> And uh, it's only his third film in in the bedroom, little children, and then this. It's his first film in 15, 15 years. He and Dwayne Johnson have the same like. They were both like, I want to make Tar, I want to make Black Adam, and then fifteen years later, they did. And um, and it's it's incredible. Also, it's a type of movie where it gives you a full on little overture, okay, with full full credits. Okay. Before the movie starts. Like six minutes of credits. Mm-hmm. Old school. Very old school. Very much like, this is a movie. Sit your ass down and watch this thing. And 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 appreciate that 
uh, Mick, Mick Gallagher was the assistant busboy for the Berlin uh, crew mm-hmm. for uh, this particular company. It's like, oh my God, just can we just can we get, get to the, the movie? Can we get to the movie, please? And uh, yeah, this is like full of great performances and and great atmosphere and mood in a way that it's like, you know, she's as she's building up to doing this performance. She's having all these problems with, with people around her, but then also like she can't sleep at night to the point where she's hearing sounds and, and she goes to investigate the sound and it's something weird. And then you never really get an answer as to what it is. When the movie is over, it will leave you with some like questions mm-hmm. who did what. And, but that's really not the point of it. The point of it is to watch what happens to the character and to see where she ends up at the end. And it's a great joke for like the last scene of the movie. It's a joke, but it's also sad. It's, it's that type of thing. So life. Yes. Yes. This movie is life, man. <laughs> This movie's life. It's, it's a joke, but it's sad. Hmm, yeah, that it, sounds like life to me. Yeah, it, it's it's very very well made, very well made, very very well written and interesting, and and can't say enough good things about it. Tar is great. It's a little long, but that's because it's just trying to do so much, okay. and and I don't like begrudge it the length or going for it. I'm happy that they went for it. Anyway. So I was this. I saw that. Let me see. What else we got? So, watch Andor. You watch Andor? Yeah, of course I watched Andor. Uh, uh, I, uh, it's the opposite of the Phantom Menace. The more they spend, the more time they spend with the Empire talking about protocol, I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> well, this yeah, because it's so good. Because this is like the political <laughs> spy thriller. Yeah, it's so good. And there's like their they're moles and they're trying to rat yeah. each other around. Like I said, like I'm, I'm really waiting for Gary Oldman just to show up. Might as well. <laughs> they're going to slow horse this shit. <laughs> Um, we're slowly getting more Star Wars-y, too. A little bit. A little bit. He yeah. goes, ends up at that resort planet, so there's a couple of, like, sort of creatures there yeah. that have, like, Star Wars feel to them. Uh, and then a great reveal. I, so, so, I mean, sort of a spoiler if you're not... You should know this is going to happen, though, if you're not watching the... Uh, what's his name? K2SO? You know, that, that version of well, that, that droid. That model droid. That model yeah. droid. We've, we're seeing where they're coming from, uh, which is a very fascinating reveal, mm-hmm. and... And then where Andor ends up at the end of the episode, it's like, holy shit, this is crazy. The uh, I'm fully on board with the show. Yeah, it's it's well, it's really well well done, and it's also the the best reviewed um, Star Wars show so far. Okay, yeah, more so. It's the best reviewed and the least watched. No one's watched. It. <laughs> not, not to say no one's watching yeah. it. But of all but the people Star are Wars like, shows, Star Wars political thriller. I want lightsaber. So yeah. I'm just like Star Wars political thriller. Yeah, exactly. Yes, please, like Tinker Taylor Jedi Sailor Sailor. What is this? This is cool, man. This is good. It's really good. Tinker Trooper Jedi Sith. There, there you go. And the like, what's her name? Dedra, Dedra, and her rivalry with the with the other guy, trying to snoop out who's who who just. The like the internal spies, whatever, and wait, we're with the guy who's like, Watch your back, and all that. Well, um, so fun, so fun, so good. I'm really, really enjoying the show. Fuck, me too. Damn, it's good. And even when he was like, When he went back to that lady, what was her name? I guess because he, he like raised, she raised him, and uh, oh, yeah, yeah, she was like, That that heist gave me you know some hope i'm gonna stay here i'm gonna fight i'm gonna do what i can and he can't tell her what he did but he's like oh just a robbery come on <laughs> come with me i was like oh I'm, I'm sort of feeling the emotional pull of these characters you know they're doing a pretty good job of establishing them what they're sacrificing personally etc cetera, etc cetera, you know so it all matters a little bit more that's good i'm, I'm 
Oh, and you know what I realized too? Looking online, Nicholas Bratel does the score. That motherfucker who did the uh, uh, People Street could talk. It's okay. it's like <laughs> you don't hire these people to do Star Wars stuff. <laughs> you hire them to like do good stuff, not waste their time making Star Wars. But they they make Star Wars better. They're, they're making Star Wars better. It's 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 pretty great. House of Dragon. Yep. Uh, uh, green heavy episode. Green mm-hmm. only, only actually, right? Mm-hmm. Just the House of the Greens, just yeah, that their much. side, yeah. Alicent and all them, yeah, yeah. and uh, and weirdo and his foot fetish. Yeah, apparently, <laughs> apparently he's got a foot fetish. And how long has she? How long have they been doing this? Oh now? man, it, it, like a while. Like, yeah, she she's got like like there's like she like she's gotten used to it. She's got a system going on. Yeah, she shook the way. Yeah, God damn this again. She's like counting down her head. Usually it takes about <laughs> ninety seconds or so. <laughs> uh, yeah, that shit's wild. And it, uh, tonight is the last last episode of the season. That, okay. Yeah, tonight's the finale. That was that was the penultimate. Sure. Uh, big shit went down with with them just unilaterally being like well we actually choose this to be the king yeah. and uh-huh. uh and like the scene with the uh you know the what's his name the hand making everyone kneel and whoever didn't want to you know the, make, bad, make, bad things gonna happen bad things gonna happen uh man again it's like yeah the politics of it all is what's what's interesting about this stuff yeah uh-huh game of thrones is back bro it really is fascinating <laughs> <laughs> and uh also it's like i've been i read a little bit about the book okay. that this is based on and the reviews for the book itself are like eh, it kind of reads like a dry history as opposed to like good fiction yeah. um, so it's like this show has a chance to just take these plot points and then expand it into good fiction which I feel like is what they're doing um, which is better than meeting with George R. R. Martin like well this is sort of how I envisioned the end of the show or the end of the story and then be like well fuck now we have to just make it all up and write it and do it and we're not as good. Mm-hmm. We're, not, we're not as good. We're looking at you last couple of seasons <laughs> of Game of Thrones. <sighs> the Peripheral. I did not watch that. It is good. That's, it's good. Yeah. yeah, it's good. Episodes one and two are out. About an hour each. Uh, good sci-fi shit. It takes place in the years 2030-something and 2099. Okay. At least those two. Yeah, those two sets of years. Okay. And, um, but it, but they happen, they're happening at the same time. They're connected. Mm-hmm. There's a connection to them. And that's the, that's sort of like one of the, one of the main points of the show. It's not that it's a time travel show necessarily, but that they, they're through quantum tunneling. They found a way to, um, to connect the two. And then it make, makes a, another timeline. They call that stubs. They even joke at one point. It's like, it's even kind of hard for us to understand. <laughs> just, just stick with the main points. And then we'll hope, we'll hope that the secondary details fall into place. The character literally says, <coughs> so we'll see how the rest of the show goes. If they take that mantra, like yeah. as a show mantra mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, uh, because they are wor- working with like some big ideas and stuff, but then they also like keep it, <coughs> keep it accessible and fun it's all well, like, I mean, that's the point yeah exactly they if, found a way to if, like, if, if they go too deep then it'll it'll turn the regular people's off right exactly but i i mean shit they uh between the first and second episode like there's a great cliffhanger at the end of the first one that gets you want to watch the second one pays off right away uh there's uh some good action we got what's his name we got uh midsommar bear suit guy uh-huh. and and hit girl yep. uh both doing appalachian country accents Ooh. it's a little 
<coughs> hits a little hard on the ears. The, yeah. uh, the little extra twang to put I'm, in sure. on it. Um, but that, that's a that's a small thing. Other than, other than the accent work, the they're they're good in it. Like, that's another thing. When when Tara started and Kate Blanchett started speaking. Because in the movie, it's Lydia Tarr with an accent on the I and the accent on the A. So I expect there to be a, like a European character of some no. sort. But she's American. She has a hard American accent. I'm like, man, Blanchett's accent work is so good. Yeah. She, she sounds American as fuck in this. And then she also uh, uh, speaks in German at some points. Probably flawless German. Like, I mean, likely. I can't tell. More than likely German and French, maybe? Some French. Okay. <laughs> I mean, she is like doing David Daniel Day Lewis levels of of acting of work in that movie. So good. Uh, Peripheral is very very good. The, the 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 sci-fi design of it is very cool. The future design is cool. Um, uh, I don't want to really give too much away about it. No. Uh, but there are a couple moments here and there where it gets surprisingly uh, like sort of bloody, not gore. I mean. Well, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. It's you know, Lisa Joy and Jonathan Nolan. Sure. So. Yeah, they're they're producing it, and then there's someone else who's like written and created by. It. There's another person in there, uh, but they're it's it's well done so far. I'm I'm super super into it after only a couple episodes. Cool. I gotta say, I watched the first four episodes of season four of Atlanta. Okay. It's Atlanta. It's <laughs> it's great. Yeah. It's great. It's um. It's weird. Uh, well, yeah. It's so weird. That's, I mean, yeah. The, yeah. You think everything is normal until something happens and it's like, well, wait a minute, what? Exactly. It's like, and it's even recognizable stuff that's like, well, yeah, this is the way it is now, unfortunately. Um, society's collapsing. But uh, but still, they found a weird take on it. So, like, one episode, um, what, what was his name? Uh, Stanfield's character. Uh, Darius. Yeah. Uh, well, the first you see the inside of a store, like a Target. And it's being looted. Everyone's just running around. It's like one of these mass lootings they see on online oh, a bunch. And then Darius walks in to the store, looking around, like, what the fuck? And and he and he's carrying an air fryer. And he slowly walks over to customer service and he puts it on the counter. He's like, yeah, I don't have my receipt. But I want to return this air fryer. And the guy's behind the counter, like cowering, like what the fuck? Like man, you don't see what's happening? And he turns around, and he's like, oh yeah. Then he goes back to do this, like, so I don't have my receipt. Could we do, like, a cash exchange or something? And then he gets the guy to, like, open the cash register. Uh, but then the guy looks at the register, and he looks at him, and and there's, like, don't don't you do it, man. Don't you do it. And then he takes the money out of the register and runs. The cashier runs away. And he's just like, motherfucker. So he's stuck with this air fryer, carries on for the rest of the episode. And then he's trying to leave the store. This is the beginning. He tries to leave the store. And then there's some white woman in a motorized wheelchair, uh, trying to like stop all you guys stop like you know what you're not allowed to do this wait here until the cops get here and he's just like I actually I'm here to return this and I couldn't so I'm just taking it back I'm not stealing it and she's like I don't believe you um, some dudes come and spray her with a fire extinguisher and they just like walk around her and then for the rest of the episode every time Darius turns around she's like coming after him with a knife <laughs> and he's like what the fuck lady he gets on a bike he slowly bikes away and then like he stops looks around the corner she's like Mer! coming from the entire fucking episode it is crazy yeah and that's just one sounds about right and that's just one of like the three plots the weird ass yeah. plots in that episode um i like it it's great man it, it, it's so it's so enjoyable and it's the last season and uh, it's gonna be a bummer when it's gone, but I mean, yeah. they, they, nothing can last forever. No, four four seasons of Atlanta. I'll it, take it. Yeah, exactly. 
definitely like them. Uh, I'm playing a new video game. Okay. On, on what's it called? It's called uh, Power Wash Simulator. And let me let me explain what this game is. It's very complicated. Uh, you you uh, it's a video game where you power wash things. How'd you know that? Because <laughs> it's called Power Wash oh, Simulator. Shit. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> hey, power wash things. Yeah. So far, I power wash my van. Uh-huh. My work van. I power wash the whole backyard. Uh-huh. Uh, my next job is to do a playground with like a big like dinosaur thing. Everything's dirty as fuck. You got to power wash it. So are, are, are you thinking of starting a power washing business? And, and this is just like your, to see if you'd be any good at see it. See if you'd be any good at it. Maybe, maybe. So far, I don't think I am good at it because it takes me a long time to do it. I even got like halfway through the backyard. I was like, man, fuck this. I shut the game off and I like left. I don't think you can do that in real life. <laughs> I mean, you can, but you're not going to make any money. Exactly. That's the problem. And then I just picked it right back up two days later. Sorry, let me finish this fucking thing. The, uh, there's no music when you do it. There's only, like, the ambient noise of, like, birds and shit when you're outside. So and the shh, shh of the, of the, of the sprayer. That's so weird. It's so weird. There's, uh, I haven't gotten to the point yet where you can unlock new soaps. I'm still using the basic soap, and you get new soaps, different nozzles. You get the long nozzle, that really long one with the wand thing. I haven't gotten to those yet. Um... Wow, you can upgrade. You can upgrade all your nozzles and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you make money as do each job, and then text messages coming in like, "Hey, dirt wrangler, we got. I got a whole thing for you over here if you want to get it." So then when you're done your job, you have all these jobs waiting for you to click on. <laughs> okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's not a lot. There's a whole lot of stuff on the, on the edges of the screen that I think I can click on. I even bother looking at it yet. I'm just going job to job, spraying stuff down, listening to podcasts. It's weird. Chris. Yeah. It's like I can power wash for real, but I can do it inside. Like it's like I can and work it wet. It's like I can run outside or I can run on a treadmill yeah. uh, in a gym. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting wet. I got AC. Oh. I'm drinking. <laughs> <laughs> no, no danger of like power washing the front of my toesies off. You know. Yeah. Uh, okay. Power wash simulator. <laughs> yeah, that's how I'm spending my time. <laughs> <laughs> Just the fact that somebody made the game and then put it out there to sell it, and then people were playing it like all those things, all those things, all those things <laughs> are mind blowing. But here we are, here we are, power washing backyards, oh. uh, virtual backyard. All right, um, and then I'm looking around, of course. Why am I at ninety nine percent? Where's the dirt? What's the last bit of dirt? So, so I guess the metaverse is going to need some power washers. Maybe you can start a metaverse power washing company. Cause... There, there you go. That's actually very smart. Those people are stupid, and and, yeah. that, and that'll work. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, I gotta find a way to get people's metaverses homes dirty, and then I gotta get one started clandestine company that dirties things up, and then people can then hire my company to to clean it. Yeah. Uh, it's like create like, the problem and and sell the solution. Exactly. It's yes. like it's like I gotta go around murdering people, but then I, I leave a business card for like a CSI cleanup, crime cleanup scene. Right. Yeah. And then after the crime investigation, it's like, oh, I guess we just call this company and they come and clean it up. For a fee. Make some mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you got? What are you watching? <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's I, I, I watched Beavis and Butthead do the universe. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, that was fun, right? It was fun, yeah. It's it, cute. It was, it, it's modern nostalgia, man. Yeah, it, it really it, is. It, I don't. I don't know if like new audiences are like. Uh, well, no. The movie here. No, yeah, no. It's it's definitely made for people who have already seen Beavis and Butthead because nothing has changed right. at all. I even started. I even watched the entire first season of the new. You watch all first season. All twelve episodes. I think I'm. I still got a couple episodes left on that one. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's just it's it's, it's fun. It's the same. Yeah, it's, except now they're watching YouTube videos yeah. and uh, and they have a couple episodes where. 
Smart Beavis and Smart Butthead introduced the older old versions. And Butthead. Yeah. Those are my favorite, actually. Yeah, those, the old Beavis and Butthead are hilarious. Yeah, those are probably the best ones. Uh, the one where, like, he... Um, I think the last one I watched was the one where he took his seat. So he was like, well... You oh, yeah, to, so his kidneys pop. Yeah, so you're going to have to get up to pee eventually. Yeah, uh-huh. And then and then Winger, what's his name? Uh, yeah. The guy who wears a Winger shirt shows up. And gives him a kidney. Yeah, and they're like, we don't like you. And, and, then, and, then, and then he destroys the kidney. And they still destroy the kidney. Uh-huh. Classic Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it is just a new. It, it is the same Beavis and Butthead put into the modern world. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah, nothing has changed. It, uh, it's it's great. It's still if you like that, if you like that humor, if you like Mike Judge, then it's still good. It's it's still funny. Yeah, if you fi- if you, if your taste have changed, and you will find it absolutely appalling. <laughs> yeah, <No>? yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> fire, fire! <laughs> that episode what was that's like the second oh, episode Beavis with the, and fire. Yeah, the, and he's like tries to get him to do good stuff. Yeah, fire sucks. Yeah, it's fire sucks. <laughs> uh, that that was very funny. It's Beavis and Butthead. It, it is what it is. Yeah, and I love it. Excellent. All right. Here's the thing about Beavis and Butthead is that the things are is that it's good and that we love it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then also on Paramount Plus, I started watching Dark Wines. Oh yeah, on dark, no on AMC Plus. AMC, yeah, AMC Plus. Yeah, yeah, sorry, because we switched over. We we took the shooter shutter money mm-hmm. and signed for AMC Plus because AMC Plus has shutter on. No one told me this shit. Yeah, Dark Dark Wines. I need I need to start so, watching. I started that. watching Dark Wines. That's a. The Navajo Navajo people murder mystery show set in, in the seventies yeah. with uh, what's this guy's name? What's his actual name? I knew it for a split second there. The awesome like, one, like Xander Zane Xander something. The awesome one. Yeah, yeah, that guy. He's in Doctor Sleep and Fargo. Uh-huh. That guy's a great actor. Um, Drew's looking it up right now. Um, yeah, that's one with the AMC Plus. Zach McClar- no, Zan McLarnan. See, I was close. McLarnan. Zan McLarnan. Um yeah, it's like an Irish mom, I think, or something like that. So the uh I wanna watch that. Yeah. It's okay. I've watched two two episodes. Yeah. It's okay. Okay. Two episodes okay. That's the type of thing where like, I'm willing to give it a few. No, yeah. I'm I mean I'm interested to see where the story's going. Yeah. So I'll I'll watch it and see how it all pans out. Yeah. See see if it ends up grabbing me. Sometimes yeah. these things take a minute, you know. I wasn't fully on board with Rings of Power until like episode six. No. Until like limbs started <laughs> flying. Like, okay, okay, I think you guys got me now. Um yeah, I wanna watch that. I wanna rewatch Gangs of London. Yeah. I wanna that, I wanna start watching that. And then there's uh there's another shoe. Isn't there shoe? What's the one? Dirty 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 Black Bag. Dirty Black Bag. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh, so, so much so much goddamn crap out there, Drew. And then AMC yeah. Plus also has uh, some movies, exclusive movies. Okay. Do they have uh that hatching movie? Let me see. Mm. Uh I'm looking it up. Hatching twenty twenty two film. And oh, it's on Hulu. Ah, there we go. That yeah, that's the movie with the the girl that gets the the, the egg, and the egg grows to big, and then and then it hatches, and there's like a bird creature, and it's a practical like puppet thing. Ooh, uh, highly highly recommend this weird ass movie that is apparently on Hulu called Hatching. Came out this year. I saw it at the Florida Film Festival. It was a uh, it was the midnight screening, but they showed it at eleven thirty. So I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> Maybe it had been like 11.15. I was like, oh, man. The, the programmers are getting older, and so am I. This is fantastic. It needs to be earlier. I want to go to bed. Exactly. 
Um, Dark Wines. Dark Wines. Okay, again, again, sort of a thumbs up here. Only, okay. only after a couple episodes. Yeah, two, two episodes. It's it's okay. It's just okay so far. Okay, no problem. No problem. The thing, I mean, I, I like it because it's uh, like... You know, it's historically accurate. I'm not super familiar oh, with, sure. uh, you know, Native Americans, this, yep. that, the other. So it's fun and interesting. Mm-hmm. But I've already read a better Native American thriller series. You read one? In comic book form. Oh, yeah, what was that one? The uh, Scalped. Scalped, yes. It's good. <laughs> it's better than this, Some, unfortunately. Someone's got to make a Scalped show. Right? I mean, if they can make Dark Winds, then yeah. Exactly. Why not? Come on, guys. Get with it. Um, okay. Anything else? Uh, that's it. it. Those are all the things. Those are all the things. Those are all the things. We're going to take a break. We're going to be back with the second half of the show. We have a comment in the Facebook group, so we'll read that. I don't think we have any emails, and then we'll have some newsies. Uh, we're going to be talking about some interesting stuff, like uh, I have an Ezra Miller update. As well as uh, other things. Mm-hmm. Talking about Olivia Wilde, Grape and Palm, Harrison Ford. <laughs> what? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. There's all the sort damn, there's a lot of stories. Alright, we're gonna take a break. We'll be right back with the second half of the show. Uh, I stayed home. I stayed my ass home this week. <laughs> and uh, I did watch the cabinet. The Guillermo del Toro's The Cabinet of Curiosities. I, I watched the first six. The first six? You stopped at six? <laughs> seven's the one I, I want to talk about, Drew. I know. Seven's the one. I, hell, I'm watching Man. eight before I watch seven because just like oh, yeah. the eight. screenshots and the trailer that I saw yeah. for it, I was like, that's the one. Eight, eight, eight is fine, but coming after seven, it's yeah. a letdown. Well, no, that's, why, that's why I'm, yeah, seven's, seven's so, last. Seven's, oh, seven should, will be later tonight. Seven should have been last. Um... Seven will be later tonight. Man, I'm sorry. No, that's fine. You can't spoil it for me. If I had the t- if I had the time, because even just ju- I don't have the time. Just the screenshot sitting there, like aesthetically, I'm like, this is the one. Yeah, <laughs> it is the one. And actually, some of the screenshots are kind of spoilery. Yeah, like the the bit. screenshot for the graveyard rats is like a huge spoiler. Yeah. I feel like um, like building up to the big rat. It's like, why is it just your main image of this dude who looks like but is not Stephen Root? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh sweet, they got Stephen Root now. Look again. It's like no, no, no. Uh, that's not Stephen. No, but they Root. did get some fucking great A fucking actors for this shit. Hey, throughout the whole the whole thing, right? There's um, like even the people who made it. Who who did the very first one? Vincenzo Natale did the uh, the graveyard rats one. He's the cube guy. Okay. And remember that movie Splice? Yes. That we saw. Uh-huh. That movie's fucking bananas. Yeah. He's also been like making a ton of TV. Like he did the first two episodes of The Peripheral, no. which I forgot okay. to write down here, and I should write that down. No, so I, I, I haven't started that yet. Yeah, I can talk about that for a minute or two. Um. Yeah. And then Natale is great. Uh, Canadian. He's Canadian director. Um. The last episode, the last one, the murmuring is uh, is Jennifer Kent who did the Babadook, yeah, and then has the the lady one who played the mom, Essie Davis, mm-hmm. is in it with um, Andrew Lincoln, nice. a fellow. I think he's Australian, right? Isn't Andrew Lincoln Australian? Maybe I think he is, as opposed to English. Yeah. Um, definitely not American as much as they. You know, what, what was it? Rick? Remember that was mm-hmm. his name? Rick. Remember, remember? Remember Rick? Remember that show? Um... And then was oh the fucking the uh, the what was this the God, the autopsy one yes that one and that one was good and what's the other one the painting one the painting one yeah I just watched that with uh, Chris McGlover yeah yes yeah when Chris McGlover showed up I was like man he always plays like He's the weirdest the, so 
Weird, he but it's energy. so good. Uh, those are both, I think, Lovecraft adaptations. Okay, I think, which is why they have some similar things yeah. going on. Um, I mean, I'll I'll watch anything you give me. Some fucking new F. Murray Abraham. Come yes, on. Murray. <laughs> Come on, the, the autopsy one. So it's Murray and um, this other guy, Glenn Turman. I was like, I'm learning this motherfucker's name. I looked it up, Glenn Turman. Who was? Uh, I've seen him in stuff. Yes, and he's always playing a guy who's like is an authority figure, but yeah. who's seen some shit, and he's like, I can't take any of this anymore. <laughs> like, I'm gonna burn it down now because I'm, I'm my mind is breaking. He's in uh, John dies at the end, playing like very similar. Yeah. Like, I can't. I'm just a cop. What am I seeing? Um, that one is incredible. Uh, for Murray is incredible, and it. Uh, he goes bananas. He has to go bananas yeah, at, the at the end. And then the other one, the one with the. Um, uh, oh, well, then also, I think there's three Lovecrafts, because also the Rupert Gritton one yeah, uh, is based just on... Watch, yeah. Just watch that one. That's a Lovecraft, and that's Catherine yeah. Hardwick, who did um, Twilight, which is very funny. Yeah. <laughs> did that, and then that, the whole... The Witch was pretty cool in that, yeah. um, and then what was the other So one was the weird about? human the, rat face thing. So, yeah, the rat face... <clears throat> what the fuck was that? And then the Bones version? Yeah. It was like this human skull? Like, what? That yeah. was crazy looking. The um, So the, the painting one. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, as I was watching that episode, I was, just wasn't paying attention to the opening credits um, for that particular one. Uh, when they show the guy, P- Pickman was his name. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, this guy's giving me real Crispin Glover vibes. <laughs> <laughs> but, but for some reason, I was like... It, it can't be him. It can't be him. He doesn't do shit like this, but he, he does. Well, he does well. do a, a one for them, a one for me. And this is fully a one for them, uh, where he's like collecting a paycheck. But it, he has such a weird, specific energy that is perfect for that fucking yeah, for that role. And that was it. Now here's the thing: with some of these are like a lot of fun, like the first one, yeah. um, which is uh, uh, the uh, the interdimensional, uh, not the not dimensional, but the opening the, the the portal, the demon portal, or something. Yeah. The, the finding the table in the books to yep. Blake Nelson. Mm-hmm. That one. And, and the, the weird Cthulhu monster yes. wa- walking around that's half human, half just like squid parts. Such a cool, <laughs> such a cool freaky design. Uh, made that when he's like running around and it's like coming around the corner yeah. made me feel like uh, like the suffering or then these oh, like yeah. horror video games, uh-huh. right? Um, like a lot of these are like cool with great setups and and twists and turns and stuff. But since it's only an hour, a lot of them feel like we're not doing the third act. It's yeah. like it's like a Twilight Zone. It's a great setup. And then, then a bad thing happens. At the end. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> like I thought, maybe get him running, trying to figure it out. No, no, it's just, huh. gonna, it's just gonna eat him. Roll credits. Yeah. You know, that happens a lot. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's horror anthology, which I'm fine with. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then that's the thing too. Is it's anthology. It's like, oh, any characters on the table for. Oh, everybody. For every, as far as I'm concerned, every character's on the table. Everyone, everyone, anyone can die at any yeah. point. These things. Um, I mean, so- sometimes that that's the point that at the end they lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it's supposed to be like, uh, oh, he's a, he's. Cl- they always have scenes where like this guy is clearly a bad person. No. Who uh, he's. Uh, they may or may not deserve what's coming. Yes, exactly. Especially that Tim Blake Nelson one. Yeah. <laughs> and then they had the lady at the door. Like, uh-huh. I'm not gonna open the door for you. Like, I can't believe Chris McClover is in that. Uh, I'm I'm pulling up here the list of. Um, Directors is, is pretty interesting. There's only a couple of them where I'm like, yeah, like I don't know what, like why why you pick this guy. But then those ones end up having like good writers on mm-hmm. them. Oh yeah, the first one. So that one with the 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 uh, the lot to auction is a uh, Guillermo Navarro who is Del Toro's like cinematographer. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Like he's the guy who makes all this shit look mm-hmm. good. And he also uh, shot um, Desperado for okay. Robert Rodriguez. There we go. Yeah, so he's he's been around for a long time. He's awesome. 
Um, then Vincenzo Natale did the one with the rats, mm-hmm. which is uh, I, I felt that one had a good uh, did lead up to a good end. That one felt pretty. That one felt complete. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and gross. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, most we'll of talk. these are most of these are gross. Well, <laughs> Chris. <laughs> oh, by the way, did we mention most of these are gross? <laughs> And can we also mention how large but fucking Guillermo del Toro is getting? Oh, dude, oh come God. on, dude, please. It is seriously, like, Someone, it is, like I'm afraid for his health and I, his life. I, I hope doctors are like checking him regularly, yeah. monitoring him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, a, he's a big round boy. Yeah, <laughs> I do like the. He's starting to get very Hitchcockian. <laughs> he's putting Hitchcock to shame. He's like Hitchcock. You could you could ate a little more Hitchcock. You could have done better. You walked too much Hitchcock. The um, I do like those. Black, all black room openings with Del Toro like, yeah. coming out of the blackness. Yeah, and, and like, t- talking about his cabinet in his, in his very peculiar way of yeah, talking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that awesome uh, thick Mexican accent he yeah. has. He's like the Keith, but 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 he's all the thing is like he, he yes he's got that thick Mexican accent, but he also talks as if like he's been studying film oh, for yeah. his entire life. Like he's very like horror stuff yeah. too specifically. Yeah. Academic about yes, it. Yes, he's very academic about it. Uh he's like your smart uncle is like, let me show you something weird. <laughs> <laughs> he opens a like, drawer. Like, right. <laughs> and I do like him like open up a drawer and he pulls out a, yeah. a prop that's then used in the and then, in the story. And then and then a statue of the director. Of the director. <laughs> what a cute little idea. That's so adorable. Oh man. Uh, a panel with Cosmatos this thing that comes out it's like oh my god what am I looking at <laughs> it's very it's very interesting um, the, the, the autopsy one is written by David S. Goyer who wrote the uh, Help No One Come Up With The Dark Knight trilogy right? yeah, he's been around okay. for a long time yeah. The Outside alright so that's Anna Lily and Report mm-hmm. that's one where like I love the setup I loved everything about it but then as it got to the end I'm like I feel like now there is okay now the next act and it never happens yeah. you know I guess it's left up to us to think about mm-hmm. um, but Kate McCucci is amazing in it yeah she is she's like yeah. like an incredible performance Dan Stevens is fun on the television so funny to see him <laughs> popping up when, when, with whatever weird accent that is yeah whatever he's making up and then that his last bit when um, she's like talking to him through a TV and then it's like pause for a second and he just goes use more aloe glow and then, <laughs> yep, and then it cuts off really fast uh, and then it's also a lot of these shows and like that makes me think of how it's very much a pandemic show mm-hmm. like so much of it is just tops three actors in a room usually less uh, if people are they found a way to get Stevens like he's on a screen so he's not even in the same room with everyone uh, it just feels like very much like oh we made this during uh, yeah. a pandemic. <laughs> well, they did. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They did. But that one looks pretty cool. That's Anna Lily. I'm a four. Uh, you know what was that one? The, the girl. Uh-huh. Yeah. Girl walks home alone at night with her skateboard, yeah. uh, uh-huh. eating people. <laughs> That's a good one. In the Middle East. <laughs> and also this guy Martin Starr. He pops up in a lot of stuff. He's pretty good. Where's yeah. he from? That show Freaks and Geeks. Oh, okay, yeah. He's one of these Canadian. No, he's American. I was going to say he's one of these Canadians. He's American. And Dan Stevens is one of these Americans. No, he's English. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Damn it. Damn it. Um, okay, so that it, Lovecraft does the uh, the painting one, mm-hmm. what's based on Lovecraft. Yeah. Uh, but this is one where, like, Keith Thomas, I look up this guy, he's just like some dude. Oh. Well, I mean, he wrote a scary story. It's pretty, yeah. Well, no. <laughs> Lee Patterson wrote a Keith Thomas story. There's people like, I'm, I'm not sure what their bona fides are. They're not as impressive, but they had goddamn Crispin Glover. Yeah. And uh, he's reason alone to, to watch it. Mm-hmm. I do like the idea of like a painting oh, that makes you mad. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, I like that. Uh, I like that with anything. A haunted book, haunted painting, haunted yeah. movie. Um, haunted STD. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Haunt something and then have a chase, pluck people up for a while. 
Um, the smiles like that. It's like you're being, it's a haunting of, of some sort. Uh, and then Dreams in the Witch House. That's the last one you watched. That's also a Lovecraft. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, I know the seven's got to be the Panos Cosmatos one. Seven is Panos Cosmatos. Because I just, I look at it and it's like, whoo, neon soaked. <laughs> so, yeah. So what's interesting is that sort of two. And, yeah. And, very neon soaked. And it's got Robocop and fucking, uh, that, what's his face? Um, uh, Eric Andre. Eric Andre. It's got Charlene Yee who pops up in a lot of, um, uh, what's his face? Uh, part of the Apatow crew mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, goddamn Steve Agee was in it as like a novelist. <laughs> Perfect casting. It's like a big, uh, dumb brute. Uh, I love him. He's great. Um, so it's two Lovecraft adaptations. The, the, which one was fine? There's a, there's a lot going on in that one. Yeah. And uh, the paintings, but remember, the paintings never lie. No. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yep. The paintings never lie. Never. And um, yeah, actually that one had a pretty cool ending. Yeah. Had a little alien moment. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then the murmuring, uh, Guillermo del Toro came up with a short story and then Jennifer Kent adapted it and directed it. And it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. But it's it feels like, you yeah, know, I'm it like, feels like from the guy who did the orphanage and the devil's backbone. Oh. It's very much about like a ghost kid and mm-hmm. it being in a haunted place. And, you know, it's it's fine. I would for sure watch that first since these are your last two. Yeah. And then well, watch. I, already, I planned on the, the Panos Cosmonos one last because I just I saw it and I was like, that's more like this. This one's I'm going to think this one's visually the best. So I'm going to watch yeah. it last. Visually the best is the best. It's, it's the best, it's, it's the best yeah. one. So, so I watch it last. Also, uh, Sophia Patel is in it yeah. uh, as Dr. Zara. So, and that one is a fully original, not based on nothing. Panos Cosmatos wrote Duh. it with his uh, writer producer uh-huh. Aaron Cause, Stewart on because he's a fucking psycho he's, genius. He's awesome. He's awesome. It's, <laughs> it's set in 79, which is why you get the production design like that. Yeah. So it feels very much like, uh, you know, being on the black rainbow. But uh, but then there's also shots like inside cars and stuff uh, at night that feels very much like Mandy. Yeah. <laughs> um, he has such a it, it, specific aesthetic. Sorry, yes. Yeah, it's uh, great. It shines through. I love it. And uh, this isn't a spoiler, but the, uh, the music, of course, is y'all... Just like those movies, very yeah. synthy uh-huh. and very specific. But in this uh, episode, it's all like diegetic. So all that people are, they're listening to the music at, at, throughout the episode. Oh, okay. And they're like even commenting and talking about <clears throat> it. And they, they reveal the origins of it and shit. It's so funny. It's very, very interesting. And, uh, and then you will not, you will have no idea where, you know what's leading up to something, you will never get, you will never get. Okay. <laughs> in a million years, you wouldn't guess where it goes. I like it. It's awesome. It's great. Uh, Eric Andre is great in it. Panos Cosmatos needs to do more stuff. Is he doing anything? Let me click on this here. Italian Canadian film director, Panos Cosmatos. All right, Beyond the Black Rainbow, Mandy, come on. Come on, that's Give it. Give us more. Give us more, you dipshit. Uh, apparently, Maybe yep. maybe his creative process is just long and exhaustive. Maybe maybe, yeah. he, maybe he goes through you know like bouts of fucking depression where he almost commits suicide that, and fucking that. bounces back and makes a fucking amazing movie and then goes and fucks off for twenty years <laughs> and you know <laughs> so possible so possible those creatives man they can be temperamental and it's a, you know it runs in a family too because his dad did Rambo First Blood Part Two and Cobra so what yes George P Cosmatos. That's why we're doing Cobra. As soon as it pops up on anything <laughs> streaming, we're doing Cobra. 
um, because the, the the DNA of what we watch is fully in that movie. Well, yeah, I mean, um, that's why we watch Possessor because oh my he's, god, he's a fucking Cronenberg. That's <laughs> the DNA. Um, and then apparently, you know, his dad did also directed Tombstone. It was one of his last movies, and he was kind of ill. It was towards the end of his life, yeah. so that's why Kurt Russell like essentially well, directed it. Hey, that's fine. That gave Kurt Russell the chops with some old dying master in the background. Yeah, just saw him go. <laughs> so what's the loan told me to do? You go do it. And uh, but uh, Panos worked on that as a second unit video assistant operator. It's one of his first jobs. Oh, yeah. And um, apparently. Thanks to the DVD residuals for Tombstone that came into the Cos- Cosmatos family, he got that. He used that to make Beyond the Black Rainbow. So the heck, that, that's Tombstone money. Tombstone money, yeah. Beyond the Black Rainbow is made with Tombstone, Tombstone money. money. Yeah, that's amazing. That is incredible. <laughs> that is truly incredible. Oh man, this is the Panos Cosmatos <laughs> appreciation hour here. He's so good. He's so good at singular. And I can understand anyone watching his movies and be like, not for me. No, I get it. Like you said, he, there, there is a singular vision to his work. You, you are either in or you are fucking not. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Shit's crazy. The viewing is the best one. I, I really enjoyed this, uh, this. I hope they do another one. Uh, it, it reminds me of like um, the Showtime Master Horror series no. that they only did a couple seasons of. We talked about that one. I mentioned it where the John Carpenter no. was working on one, mm-hmm. also for Showtime, and it ended up they didn't pick it up, so the pilot just became a movie called Body Bags. I mean, if it does well enough, they'll keep funding it. I mean, that's why they keep. Right. That's why they keep doing Love, Death, and Robots because every time they make a fucking Love, Death, and Robots, it wins all of the Emmys. Yeah, that's true too. <laughs> yeah, if it wins awards, that's almost good enough for them. To yeah. them, uh, it can make up for lack of views. Uh, if it has views or awards, it's good. If it has both, keep keep making them. Here's more yeah. money. Here's more uh-huh. money. Keep making them. I'll keep watching them. Um, cabinet cabinet of curiosities. Is I mean, that like an actual cabinet in there? It looks like he's reaching yeah. into things. Sometimes, sometimes it's CG, serious, right? Sometimes because of where his <laughs> eye, eyesight, where his eyeline is, yeah. I can tell that it's CG. Yeah. Other times, I'm like. Did they make this one? Yeah, exactly. Because he's like, he's opening a drawer and pulling out a book. Yeah. <laughs> he's I holding mean, the book. <laughs> I mean, well, the thing is, like, everything could be green except for, yeah. you know, a section that's actual. Yeah, that's true. That's so, true. They, they could fill in the rest with yeah. CG. Absolutely. And then I can tell with his eyeline. He's got those Coke bottle glasses. This poor guy. <laughs> well, no, it's just sometimes, like, like the first time. You know, yeah, you can tell. Some, the yeah. first or the second one. Yeah, like, he's like, not. You're watching it. No, <laughs> no, the first time he watches it grow, yeah. his eyeline is above where it's supposed to be the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like, just behind it. He's like, oh, look at the darkness yeah. disappearing. <laughs> um, good stuff. Good stuff, Cabin of Curiosities. And or episode eight. Uh-huh. Man, so we got to see the inside of an imperial prison. Yes, we did. That, that was fucking interesting. It was a, it was a prison episode. Yeah. We, we got like Cool Hand Luke, the Star Wars story. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> sort of. Um, I'm okay with it. Yeah, it's, it's wild how uh, the, just the whole like they came up with kind of a new idea for how to keep people in line and their cells and having like a, a unit manager and it's Andy Circus being yeah. a dickhead. <laughs> it's fucking, it's fucking it's fun. Yeah. I'm, man. Such an I want to know show. what they're actually building, though. Right. Like, I, was, I was thinking that they've got to be making weapons of some sort. or yeah, yeah, something awful. What are these components that they're making yeah. that they're being forced to crank out 12 hours a day? Mm-hmm. Hey, man, dude, listen, man, if you crank sorry. out the most, we get flavoring, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then if you don't, you end up at the bottom, but you get fried? You don't want to get fried. Yeah. Oh, that, that seems terrible. And then, all right. How many how many other Disney shows or Star Wars shows you you know going to be including like suicides and stuff like no, just no see that's just it this is I, I like how they kept it in the tone of Rogue One where it's fucking dark yeah. and real and like this is like 
This is like there are consequences. Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, and then like cutting back to Deidre, right? That's her name, yeah. and, and she's interviewing that other guy and and the old um, the espionage angle and trying to find the mole and and who's who's on whose side and all that. Uh, that's all really well done. The at the end, I was looking at the credits. Now I'm paying attention to credits like this on crazy. This episode was written by Bo Willimon, who co-created with David Fincher House of Cards. Okay, and like ran that show for the first few seasons before leaving, before he went yeah. to shit. And um, yeah, it was like Jesus. Yeah. They just like went out and found like yeah. the best like drama writers we can find right now. Well, and also his brother. He's <laughs> like, I'll just get my brother a job. Guy made Nightcrawler. He can he can write a Star Wars. <laughs> Goddamn it! Sure, yeah. I'm pretty sure he can handle Cassian Andor. Uh, and then of course, like um, he's also like Cassian Andor. I would never think that I would like Cassian Andor, but he's yeah. good. Yeah. What's his name? Diego Luna. Yeah, he's good. I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying him. And then who's the other one? Uh, was Wolfman? All these all these Mexican actors have been hanging around for the last yeah. twenty years, uh, just, just <laughs> slugging away and and keep popping up. And, good for them. And now, pow, Disney. Yes, good for them, cashing in, getting in. And then who's who's it? They did um, was it Amorius Peros? No, E Two Mama Tambien. That's what they were both in, right? Pedro Malavars. Maybe it was them and um, not Penelope Cruz. Was it? What was it? They're and they're doing. They were having three ways. You didn't see E Two Mama Tambien. Man, so. man, to be to be. All sorts of nipples in that. <laughs> <laughs> Men's, women's, dogs. Yeah, you fa- name a nipple. It, it's fantastic. We, we, we got black nipples, white nipples, hairy nipples. <laughs> we got hairy nipples. We got dog nipples. Um. Now, now I'm looking at me to mama. It's, oh, it's Alfonso Cuarón. That's a, it's his first one. Okay. There we go. Yeah, Diego Luna, Gail Garcia, Bernal, and uh, oh, Mary Belle Verdu. That's why we don't know. That's why I couldn't pull her. She's a Spanish actress. She was in Pan's Sabbath. Wikipedia is a real wormhole stuff. So uh, Andor is great. Nicholas Bertel's score uh, is awesome. I just like the show, man. Yeah, me too. I just like Star the War- show. It's a Star Wars spy show. It's a Star Wars spy show, and I like it. It's <clears throat> stellar skateboard. See, the, see this if they wanted to make hit after hit after hit after hit, you make a great mm. this show. Yeah. In the Star Wars universe. Uh, yes, yeah. You make a this show. In the Star you Wars pick a universe. You pick a genre. And you throw out the Star Wars universe. Yeah, Mandalorian's a Western, a Samurai Western, Space Western. I don't know what Star Wars is, yeah, actually. Exactly. This is a spy show. Yeah, you got to give it a, a purpose and a point. Maybe that was Boba Fett's problem. Yeah. Didn't really feel it. Was like, just, but, and it was just kind of there. Yeah, it was trying to be like sort of an organized crime show. But it wasn't. And that's not what we want Boba Fett to be anyway. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Um, Andor. Excellent. House of the Dragon season finale. Oh, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. That oh one, yeah, that one ended with a big. That ended with an oh, oh no, oh November, oh, oh no, all, but, t- all but, October. <laughs> once again, very Game of Thrones, very, very Game of Thrones. We're killing characters in dramatic ways. Uh, this one was a the, what's his what's his name? A, not Aegon, but the other one, Aemon. Yeah, his his like oh shit face that, oh, it, that the, it ends with is very his funny. oh shit face that he ends with. But also <laughs> the reveal of what under is what what's underneath that patch is fucking great. Oh yeah, that was like whoa, that was interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, his eyes all crazy looking now. The um, well, no, that's definitely some sort of gem. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, yeah. He's stuck like a stone in there or something. Yeah. Dragonstone, maybe. The um, yeah, that that show is awesome. <laughs> it's, yeah. such a, it's such a good show. Um, I am gl- I am glad that Game of Thrones is. 
back to mm-hmm. what it was. Which is interesting. Because family drama, like yeah. over-dramatic, fa- melodrama. Fa- family political drama, yeah. weird, crazy, backstabbing, fucking everybody's fucking each other, weird bullshit. And then, and every now and then, someone's like, oh, yeah, and we have dragon there. <laughs> dragon <laughs> shit happens. Exactly. Like there's some, some supernatural shit happening yeah, yeah, somewhere. Yeah. Or, or you've got two giant medieval armies just beating the shit out of each other with oh. fucking flaming catapults and shit. So so satisfying. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. Uh, yeah, man. It's fucking good. And they, and they set it up well. I'm interested in seeing the next season. And that's not coming until like 2024. Yeah. I will continue to watch it until it gets bad. And then... <laughs> yeah. Even when it gets bad, because I might be invested yeah. by that point. I'm like fuck, that's how people. I already, go. I already watched six seasons. I'm watching exactly. this shit. Exactly. That's how people watch like five seasons of Dexter. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, season three was good. They keep telling <laughs> themselves that season three was good. All right, revival, great revival. They can do it good this time. And the revival comes out. I was like, yeah. fuck. No one liked it. <laughs> like you know, you know, we didn't say one word about the Dexter revival. Simon. That's how, <laughs> that's how you know it wasn't good. He was so excited for it, and then it came out, and then I was like, well, Hocus Pocus 2 is around the corner. <laughs> Looking forward to that. Uh, all right, so the peripheral, episode three, uh, uh, very, very well done. Uh, the the uh, Spending more time in like the future part of it, the 2099-something or whatever, mm-hmm. and um, uh, it looks great. Oh, we also get good backstory for like the sort of MacGuffin character that okay. they're, that they're, everyone's like chasing. Everyone's looking for the same character, essentially. And uh, so you get that person's backstory, how it's tied to another person. That's all really well done. It's great acting. I love the design of, uh, like, the futuristic design stuff. Um, the, like, even though it's set in 2032, they did a pretty smart thing where it, it's also, like, set in Appalachia or whatever, where they're not going to go hard on, like, oh, everything is now sci-fi crazy. No. Everything's just tweaked a little bit. It's just, like, slightly more future. The big thing is they have these, like, the haptics that are in their body, um, these uh, sensors that are like connect all the soldiers to each other and they can feel each other and see what each other's seeing that type of thing um, but outside of that it's just like they're just a bunch of dudes in, in flannel drinking beers with future implants with future implants that make like like like, like weird little noises out of like Dune or something when they when they turn on the haptic stuff is actually very very cool it's all good it's a good sci-fi it's William Gibson he came up with the word Cyberspace, goddammit. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to start watching it eventually. I just got to start. You just need time. Yeah, you just, just got to start. You just need to get into it. Um, also, if you like, you know, if you want to crush it a little more, you can still wait a couple weeks because yeah. it's only three episodes in. New episode every Friday. But the thing is now, you know, uh, Dragons is done. Yep. Rings is done. Yeah, I finished that. Uh, yeah, and then Rings of Power. Oh, so yeah, what did you think of how, how it wrapped up? We, it was we, fine. We got our Sauron reveal, we got and, Sauron and, and our Gandalf reveal. I, I think question so. mark. I think so. Yes. Yeah, maybe they're I not allowed so. to. Maybe they're not allowed to say Gandalf. Well, yeah, but it, it, it makes sense. I mean, why Gandalf now has a fondness for hobbits? Right. Exactly, and it's so Sorry, protective. Harfoots. Harfoots. They're not hobbits they're or Harfoots. Hobbits. He's not Gandalf. He's Ish, Ishar or something. <laughs> yeah. probably, it's like a footnote in the Cimmerillion or something <laughs> that's like, well, Gandalf's backstory is actually this happened. He fell from the stars, and his name is Ishar or something. Uh, and they're like, we have the rights to that, to that paragraph. We're going to yep. build a whole <laughs> thing on it. A whole thing on it. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's like the, I, you know, I like I like the Mithril reveal. I like the yeah. fucking Balrog that's at the bottom of that fucking mountain. I can't wait to see him again. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. You can't just show me a Balrog and then not show me you, you, a Balrog. You be teasing me a Balrog. You teasing you show, you're saying we can have a Balrog on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually cool. The uh, yeah, the Mordor birth, the Balrog, yeah, the that, battling. No. I feel like a lot of it's there. I mean, the show didn't like suck me in. No, not necessarily. You know, like, I, I wasn't. I no, don't care about the characters anywhere near as much as I do the Game of Thrones people for whatever reason. And how weird is that? Because all the all the rings of power, not all of them, but like you have more quote honorable. Characters, characters that should be more well, likable. Well, and here's the thing: flawed but likable. The the main characters from Game of Thrones, we got two of each. We we got we got half a season where it's one yeah. actor, and then half a season where the same characters play like completely yeah. different actors. And there's actually a couple episodes in there where they're like middle ground actors for a minute. Yeah, like <laughs> some of them are played by three different actors yeah. throughout the course of the yeah. thing. If you count like the taller babies uh-huh. or something, yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, so, it's fascinating, and yeah. I feel more attachment to the story of Aegon and Aemon and uh-huh. and the and the and the bastards, whatever mm-hmm. their fucking names are, versus like Elrond and Galadriel, who I know will survive the show. Oh, look, right. see, that's just. It. I mean. You know those you, you you know certain things that happen yes. already in Lord of the Rings. Yes, we all you know the same thing. Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We you, you know you, what's if, gonna happen if you pay attention to what they say in Game of Thrones. You know what's gonna happen in House of Dragon with Rhaenyra and her dragon and uh-huh. all that stuff. They they telegraphed that. They said it. Yeah, they, they straight up said. There's also like a book you can read, but so. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, Rings of Power is cool. And then when that comes back in 2024, again. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll watch it. That's fine. We'll, yeah. have, we'll have dueling fucking uh, fantasy shows. I do like them being on the same time. I, yeah. I, uh, give me all the fantasy. I'll take it. It's all stupid. <laughs> it's all. It's whatever. It's all right. You, One's darker than the other. Dude, it's if, all. If, you, if you want another fun fantasy series, uh, the uh, the Witcher fantasy series is starting. Uh, what do you mean? The Witcher fantasy series? There's a, there's, so there's a there's a new Witcher, like a Witcher offshoot, like a Witcher offshoot where it's all about elves, <laughs> like it's fucking like Rings of Power, <laughs> but for the Witcher. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, the Witcher Blood Origin. I, I guess that was so successful for Netflix, they went in and greenlit all sorts of because uh, is it animated? No, because there's also an animated Witcher no, see, that, season, isn't there? That I've seen. So they have two seasons of Witcher plus an animated show plus a. Uh, or did they do three seasons with Henry Cavill before he uh, exited? Yeah, so Witcher Blood Origin, fucking goddamn Michelle Yao is in the Witcher Blood Origin. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> that's awesome. That's great. So, so there's three seasons of The Witcher. Yes, and, then, and then these spinoffs. Well, y- yeah, and then just got renewed for four with Liam Hemsworth. Yeah. Because Henry Cavill, but we've only gotten we, Superman. There, there's still one more season of The Witcher. There's so season three has been filmed, but it hasn't come out. It yet. Hasn't come out yet. Gotcha, gotcha. That comes. It comes out in like a couple months, I think. Okay, all right. Well, there we go. My journey as Geralt of Rivia has been filled with both monsters and adventures, and alas, I'll be laying down my medallion and my swords for season four. Cavill said in a statement on, of course. Instagram. Mm-hmm. We, That's we where used, all the news We used is. to have publishers and publicists and nope. newspapers. Now, now, we, now Henry Campbell has Instagram. In my stead, the fantastic Mr. Liam Hemsworth will be taking up the mantle of the White Castle. Oh, the White Wolf, excuse me. I'm hungry. As with the greatest of literary characters, I pass the torch with reverence for the time spent embodying Gerald and the enthusiasm to see Liam's take on it's this Geralt. Most... No, it's Gerald with a G. It's Gerald. It's like Jif. 
Yeah, it's spelled Geralt. It's spelled Gerald. <laughs> it's it's pronounced Geralt. But it's spelled Gerald. He's Geralt of Rivia. So was it a gif or a gif? Well, it's a gif, but <laughs> it's pronounced Geralt. And he's a graphic interfacing... What's, what's, what does it stand for? Liam Goodson, uh, this character has such a wonderful depth and joy, blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, yeah, I would choose Superman too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I mean, if you can be both, yeah, of course. I mean, be if, you both. Can, if you can be both, be both. But, but yeah, if you got, if you can be Superman, be Superman. Well, yeah. Uh, I I just want Superman to load his fucking load yeah. his punches one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> reload your arms, yeah. Superman. I want Superman to reload his arms That's at least once. That shit is so <laughs> iconic. <laughs> Between that mustache and those reloaded arms, yeah. Um, he's he's even all that Me Too stuff in the <laughs> dust. He, he's blown it all away. He's he's got his own little shaky history. Um, what are you watching? You watching? So you didn't watch any movies? So I watched that, and then watch? I finished Dark Skies. Oh, Dark Skies! Yeah, Dark Skies. I finished that. It was okay. So only six episodes in the season. It was okay. it was fine. Uh, are, were were the skies dark? I mean, there were a couple of them, and it was bad CG. So oh damn! <laughs> What's it on? It's on uh, AMC Plus. AMC Plus. I think. Yeah. Maybe that's just a little lower budge because of the AMC. I mean, is, is it British? Because they also have some British corporate no, stuff. No, this is the uh, uh, this is the American, the Native American one. It's a Native American one with the mm. Xander, mm-hmm. Xander McLaren, yeah. Zan McLaren, something like that. I'm learning these names. It's God good. Damn it. I mean, it, it's good, but just, it's just it's, good, but it's okay. Just okay. Yeah, it's just okay. okay. I'm glad. It, I, I'm more glad that it was made than. Then being like, I can't wait for a season two. Yeah, 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 totally. Shit, all right. Yeah. But it's only six Cause episodes? It, yeah, because it looks like an, an entirely native cast, so at least that's a good thing. Well, that's cool. Um, so, I mean, six episodes, that's pretty, yeah. uh, obviously like an hour. Mm-hmm. Yep. I should watch that. I'm going to watch it. I'm still halfway through, not halfway, I'm probably like, well, they haven't finished it yet. I'm only four episodes into Atlanta, so there's at least two, three more out now. I'm gonna wait till the season's ready for me just to binge. So easily crushable. No. Yeah. Only problem is it's on Hulu. All the commercials. Yeah. Like, oh my God. I mean, you can you can up your subscription and get less commercials. Do do we look like <laughs> we're just drowning in Patreon subscribers here? No, we have very limited Patreon. Has a limited budget for our streaming services. I'm trying the best to like manage and yeah. bundle things up. <laughs> um, and it's working out so far. We're doing good. Um. So that's it, dark skis, and you're done. Yeah. Between everything else that we just talked about, yeah, fuck, yeah, and that's no, that's fair. I mean, cabinet, that's eight hours worth of stuff, uh, and you, you did six of it. Oh. <clears throat> okay, fuck. Well, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be back with the second half. We don't have any emails or comments. Okay, that's fine because we have tons of stories here. I'm looking at uh, like a couple dozen stories. And yeah, like the Witcher Superman again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we'll talk. Well, yeah, that's that's a story. Spoiler alert: Witcher <laughs> Superman again. Um, and then we will be back in just a moment.
PFT Media Production.